I just I just learned maybe a couple of weeks ago what fleek means. No, I'm saying bleak, not fleek. Oh, You're okay. Stupid. Good. Good. I'm glad you didn't use that word because. No, I said bleak, as in like. Yeah. You know, desolate. You know, not. So I said I'm. I said I'm. Like the definition, charmless and inhospitable, dreary. Watch him. De- watch him have me define those words. <laughs> Define dreary. Welcome to the NEPA Scene Podcast. This is episode 55. We're coming to you from the Stude at 258 Studios in Scranton. I'm Rich Howells. I'm the founder and editor of NEPA Scene. I'm Mark. I have 258. And Lauren's not here because she's at the doctor's. Oh, that's a shame. She's still sick. She can't catch a break, man. No, it's like one thing after another with her. And we're here with uh, Maureen and Tom of uh, Little Theater Wilkes-Barre. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you. Awesome. Are you bleak? We're totally not bleak. Okay, good. <laughs> we're uh, we're here to talk about uh, the Little Theater in general. And of course, they have a, uh, a gr- really great event coming up uh, called Marvel Madness, where they're going to show uh, four of the Captain America movies leading up to Captain America Civil War, uh, which is out in uh, a few weeks now. Isn't there only three? Yeah, it's, it's close. You said four. It's, uh, it's, it's in May. Yeah, but you're leading up. You said four of the Captain America. Yeah, movies. four of the movies leading up to. What were the four movies? Well, the four movies that have Captain America in them. There's, you know, Captain America. Uh, the first Avenger. Yep, the first Avenger. Then There's Avengers. A- Avengers. Then uh, Captain America: Winter uh, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Avengers and- Two. Oh, so I went to go. public school. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, we're we're going to nerd out about Marvel stuff and. Maybe some DC stuff too, uh, if we want to get into how badly they're screwing up their franchise. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, f- uh, first up, uh, talk a little bit about what's going on on the site. Um, we have a concert review of uh, Ace Frehley, who uh, you know made international headlines at this point for uh, he was hospitalized right after the show in Wilkes-Barre at the Kirby Center on Friday. And uh, so a lot of people were worried about him, but it's it's funny. Our reviewer had no idea he was actually pissed. I he 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 like right after the show was like, "Hey, how come there was no encore?" Like he had no idea because he played through that well that he was sick, and that you know towards the end, I guess some people in the front were saying he was kind of sweating bullets and you know not not feeling well. But I mean, he made it through a, a signing and an entire eighty minute show, so. I got to give him credit at his age to be able to do that. So we well, have what a, was the what was ultimately yeah, uh, exhaustion, dehydration. You they know, always say that. Yeah, they always say that. So I don't I don't know if that means he's he's still a hard drinker or uh, you know what's going on. But um, you know, uh, I'm glad that he's he's doing okay and that he was released and everything. So if you want to read about the show, see some really cool photos. Uh, we have that on the site. Uh, we also have some awesome photos of uh, Ghost at uh, the Sherman Theater in Stroudsburg. Uh, they're kind of this... Um, it, it, it's it's weird to say that they're heavy metal um, because they're not really heavy. They have really like melodic vocals. Uh, it's uh, Swedish metal. And... Uh, which like I fish! Yes. <laughs> yes. 
but they they get dressed up in this uh, this these crazy clergy outfits. Uh, the the singer looks like uh, like an evil version of the Pope, and uh, all the guys that are in the band uh, are nameless ghouls. So they they have no uh, you have no idea who they are, and they wear masks and stuff. But uh, all their songs are about Satan and stuff. It's re- they they put on an incredible show. Uh, everybody who went said it was awesome. So we have you know a little recap of that and and uh, some really cool photos from uh, Keith Perks and uh, this cool band called the Shrine open for them. So of course we have photos of that as well. Uh, it was announced today that uh, pop country singer Leanne Rhymes is going to be at the uh, Bethlehem Event Center on uh, June 30th. Uh, we did start, uh, we talked about this uh, the, la- the last uh, couple shows, but uh, we did start our new feature uh, every week called uh, You Should Be Listening To, uh, where we feature a local band. And so this week it's uh, alternative punk rock band uh, Black Hole Heart. And um, really cool kind of side note to that. Um, I was talking to them late last night about, you know, getting it done to uh, to put it up for today. And uh, one of our photographers, Michelle Beck, was you know kind enough to to shoot some band photos for them and and send them to us so we'd have it ready for tomorrow. And essentially, it's just a little profile about the band, just to kind of describe who they are. You know, I kind of describe their sound a little bit. Um, you know, if you like these types of bands, you should be listening to you know this band, that kind of thing. Because uh, I feel like not enough people give local music a chance. Uh, you know, they're willing to spend uh, sixty dollars to see the same shows that come through year after year after year, which are all well and good, but you know, uh, you can't spend five bucks to go down the street and see a, a local band that may be just as good, if not better. Uh, cause a lot of bands, you know, obviously all bands start off as local bands at one point. So, um, so that's the whole reason we started it. And, uh, so the band messaged me later on in the day and they're like, Hey, thanks for the write up. We really appreciate it. Uh, just because of that, we had four offers in the last couple hours for gigs. Uh, what do you mean? Like literally, they, we we posted it at eight o'clock this morning. Oh, they've gotten offers. Yeah, and, oh, and they got f- uh, at least four different offers from uh, you know to to get on shows and and play in the area and stuff because they're they are relatively new. They're they're uh, and that's kind of the goal of this is to not only introduce you to bands that maybe have been around for a while that you know maybe you just haven't given a chance, but also the bands that are brand new that have no publicity, no uh, nothing you know no, nothing written about them yet. So. Uh, uh, this was one of those cases where these guys recorded uh, with the Menzingers in their practice space in Philly, and they're from Scranton. They've they've you know known the guys for years and stuff. So uh, if you like that type of music, if you like the Menzingers, you like Three Man Cannon, uh, Captain We're Sinking, that kind of stuff, you'll probably be into this kind of stuff. And there's it's kind of it's it's like '90s alternative uh, sort of sort of sound, but mixed with uh, like that Scranton punk sound. So it's 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 different, uh, but in that same vein, uh, really cool guys. Uh, happy for them, and I'm sure we'll f- we'll feature them again uh, on the site. Oh, this this is interesting too. This th- uh, this is probably uh, I'll save the uh, the the debate for later. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, maybe that'll be the last word uh, this week. Yingling was named uh, the number one craft brewing company in the country, uh, which actually beats Samuel Adams in terms of oh poor Sam. <laughs> 
So I think Sam has been on top long enough. I think it's cool that that you know uh, a local brewery was able to 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 top them. But uh, you know, people, of course, because you know they can't just be happy for anyone. It's like, well, they're not really a craft brewery. You know, they're they're, oh, they're too. Bi- it's oh god, come on, <laughs> the millennials. Yeah, so you know, maybe we'll talk about that later. Uh, the orange is the new black author. Uh, Piper Kerman is going to be at the Scranton Cultural Center uh, for free. Uh, she's going she's gonna to be speaking as part of the, uh, they have a, a library lecture series that they do and they usually get some really cool people. And so this was a neat announcement. Uh, it was on, it's, it's going to be on July 19th. Uh, a few weeks before that, the tickets go, uh, for free and you can get them with your library card. So if you stop by the library, <laughs> so uh, I won't be getting a ticket. <laughs> why? What do you, do you not have a library card? No. Why? Why would I? It's completely free. So what? It's going to cost me money and time to go over there to get one. You do know that you can go over to the library and get movies and music, too. You so don't have, I can, I can do that on books. the internet, too. Yeah, you could. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have a reason to go over there. <laughs> well, now you do. I mean, no, if, no, no. I'm very, if you I, like Orange is the New Black. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I I'm just, I, I can't read books. I don't read, I can't read. <laughs> My whole life, I figured out I can't read. <laughs> You're just coming to that conclusion now. No, like I always realize it. Like the this is this will give you perspective. The last book I read in its entirety was Jurassic Park: The Lost World when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> and I stopped and I started reading maybe a dozen other books uh, since then. But you know, my problem is if I get to page three, like the bottom of page three, yeah, I don't remember what the top of page three was about. So I have to go reread it, right? And I never want to. So do you just don't have twice. the retention for it. No, yeah. my mind's just and then I can't focus on a book. See, I I have like I have stupid retention. I have like I can remember the dumb things that like make no difference to anybody whatsoever. You know, like mm-hmm. really nerdy facts. Like I'm sure we'll we'll get into. Oh, I can't wait. But I can't remember really basic stuff. Like, what did you eat on Friday? I have no idea. Well, I a lot of people can't, can't remember that. It, you know, but. I just, simple information, you know. I should be able to remember that. No, you and I remember all the stuff that we'll never make money at. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's a good way to put it. Yep. Uh, so the, the Commonwealth Medical College uh, had their uh, transgender health conference. That's really uh, in cool. Scranton, which I think is is really neat. Uh, you know, it's and it's a couple years in now. I think this was the fourth one that they did. So uh, they've been doing this before. This was a huge talking point with, uh, you know, Caitlyn Jenner and all that kind of stuff. I mean, they've been talking about this for a while so it's it's really interesting and of Wait, course Scranton this, took the lead on something yeah yeah <laughs> and, and and uh and has done a great job with it so of course uh we, we have a, a write-up about that from d uh who uh you know talks about her experience uh not only uh being at the event but also uh you know speaking at it as well she was asked oh, did she to, speak yeah she was asked to uh, be part of a panel discussion so oh, we should have her back yeah yeah we definitely should um so uh, we also have photos of uh, Ringo Death Star, uh, the Stargazer Lilies, uh, Desperate Mountain tri- uh, Desert Mountain Tribe, and uh, down to six uh, at the uh, the other side in Wilkes-Barre. Uh, the other side is really killing it right now in terms of like if, if you want like cool underground music that nobody else is even remotely giving a chance around here in terms of venues. Like uh, I definitely I, recommend checking out I don't, some stuff there. I don't. Is that the one next to Barton Irby's? Yeah. Last time I was there, it was 112 degrees in there, and I was like, <laughs> "I don't like this." Yeah, it's like uh, it's like the unfinished brick kind of thing, and and which it's I get really like small. But yeah, but they need to they need to either put in heat or AC. AC. 
<laughs> because if you're trying to get those young kids, right. they don't like to feel discomfort. <laughs> well, I mean, or they don't the even know. They're like on me. their phone the whole time. What do they know? Well, you know. <laughs> it's the only generation that goes to it, that pays tickets to go see a show so they could have Walla. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, so and this, the uh, Sc- uh, Scranton Fringe Festival is also uh, accepting... Uh, original short films uh, for the 2016 festival because last year they didn't have any sort of thing involving films. So this yeah. year they're opening up to uh, filmmakers. So uh, those are due May 1st. So if you're interested and you're, you know, somebody who's in the local film or you're a have, local filmmaker don't yourself, have anything. you don't have anything. <laughs> no, come on, dude. People who pay me own what I do. <laughs> well then tell them to submit. Yeah. <laughs> Please submit your carpet commercial. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Hey, if it's a good enough carpet commercial, people will watch it. Yeah. That uh that Toyota spot's really awesome. The Yeah, I wonder who did that. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. I would I would watch that. How'd you feel about what? How'd you feel? Did you feel like good? Yeah, I did. Like a little bit of like, oh, yeah. All right, good. Yeah, I liked that. Is it, it uh, cuz the close uh, to 50,000 views. Wow. That's awesome. God, kudos to whoever did it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Little Theater. Let's talk about Little Theater. Um, before we get into uh, the the marathon and everything, can you give us a little bit of background about uh, the Little Theater Wilkes-Barre and uh, what you guys do? Sure. Um, we are located um, on Main Street in Wilkes-Barre. What's the exact address, you know? 528. 528. North Main. North on the corner Main. of Main and Maple. <laughs> that one. It's we're, somewhere in North We're Wilkes totally Bear. prepared with that information. I got way more specific than I anticipated. Um, but we are currently <laughs> in our 94th consecutive season, which is a huge deal. Um, I mean, come on. Over those 94 years, like nobody gave you the address? Well, it's changed. <laughs> I'm just wait. I know, you, I know the checks go to PO Box One. PO Box <laughs> so One. We're PO really? Box One. Yeah. PO no, Box not One. Not even kidding. So that's, it's been there so long. They got the first PO Box. Apparently, that's pretty awesome. That's impressive. I know. You're I've not never been anymore. wanted anything. I'd have to start like my own country, <laughs> so I could have one awesome lane. <laughs> All right, keep going. Sorry. So um, we've been in the building, basically. Um, the building that we're in, it started out as a movie theater, which is kind of what got us on the direction of, hey, this was a movie theater once. Why don't we show some movies in between our shows? So, you know, we had a little test event in December. We're uh, having this big one coming up um, at the end of April here. And um, so in the 1950s, it was a movie theater. Eventually, the little theater um purchased the building and it became the permanent home of the little theater before that it kind of hopped around different locations. Um, so we're basically a nonprofit um, community theater that likes to put on about five to seven shows a year. Typically, you know, we do musicals, we do straight shows, both comedy drama. We do children's shows. We have an annual Rocky horror show, which always is a fun time. And this year we're doing, um, that was amazing last year, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. It was awesome. Me and my wife had a blast. (laughs) I'm so glad that was, did you dress up? No, we didn't dress up, but uh, plenty of people did. Yes. Oh, that's the oh they crazy. did. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Tom directed that one. I choreographed it and I was in it. Um, so it's always a good time. You don't know what's going to happen. Um, and we actually have a show coming up this weekend. We opened last weekend. We have it again this weekend. It's uh, Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. It's a musical it's version. It's Frankenstein. 
That's right. Say, say it right. Just saying. Okay, okay. Well, eventually it's Frankenstein. But um, so that is this weekend, um, Friday, eight o'clock, Saturday, eight o'clock, Sunday, three o'clock. It's super fun. Lots of laughs. The audience loved it this weekend. So we're really looking forward to another weekend of it. Yeah, nice. we, we, we have people coming out on Sunday that said, oh, we haven't been here in 30, 40 years. This is... We did, we thought the place closed. Wow! They said that it was the best show community wise that they have seen in a, a good long time. They were getting autographs after it. Really? Yeah. Did really. You autograph. I'm that popular by now, I guess. That's so, pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, yeah. seriously, somebody was like chasing him down for an autograph. It was weird. Was it me? <laughs> totally no, it wasn't weird. me. It wasn't you. All right. I can do that here though, and I don't have to chase you. I'm just like, give it to me. <laughs> I know. I do feel slightly <laughs> contained in here. I'm not sure how to get out. So yeah, just one way in, one way out, and I'm closest to the door, man. <laughs> I'm screwed. Okay. <laughs> Walk this way. Um, we, we, where was the previous location to where you were at now? Oh, geez. I remember. I remember this big news thing. Was that you guys? Um, it wasn't. We, we've been in this building for quite some time, so oh, okay. if you remember it, probably not. Okay. I think you might be thinking of the uh, the Kiss Theater. Yeah. Yeah. The one in the mall. Yes, that was the one in the mall. It's now... Um, it's at, at the East, East End, End Center. Center. Where's that at? It's... Uh, do you know where the Red Lobster is on Kidder Street in Wilkes-Barre? Red Lobster on Kidder Street in There is a Red Lobster on Kidder Street in Wilkes-Barre. It's Cheesy Biscuits. It's oh, like, is we wait, wait, is that the one by the Outback Steakhouse? No. No. It's across the street from you know where the Salvation Army is? Oh my god. It is a gigantic gray Salvation Army on the right. There's and then a it's car across dealership. the street from it. Oh, okay. All right. I don't think I believe that he I have to visualize things. <laughs> his, his expression looks rather bleak right now. Void of Wait, what does that mean? You already lost it. You already lost it. Come on. Yeah, I totally zoned out. I, I need to get. Oh, charmless and inhospitable. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really like I'm charmless and inhospitable? He I offered said you it. a drink. I didn't say it. I'm like, do you guys need anything? <laughs> nah, we're good. All right. So, how long have you guys been doing? That? Forget it. I screwed up everything because I'm yeah. dreary. That's that's or a bleak. F- I'm bleak. Yes. Not, not, not to be, be confused, confused with, with fleek. fleek. Yes. Whoa. That was weird. So, uh, how, how long have you guys been involved with uh, the little theater? Um, I've been involved. Well, I actually did my first show there when I was 14 years old, but then I didn't do them for a very long time after that. But more recently, I've been involved since 2010. Okay. Yeah, I think my first show there was 2011. And been there ever since. Even when I worked... In Danville, I would drive from Danville to Wilkes-Barre for rehearsals every really? night. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sucked. But uh, <laughs> $4 a gallon for gas, that was terrible. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, it was worth it. I had fun. Now, we've had, we've had uh, you know, theater people here in the past. And, you know, I've interviewed a lot of people over the years about uh, local theater. What is the, the, the state of local theater? I mean, do you, do you feel is it is it uh, is it always tough to get people to, to come out and support that kind of thing? Or is it uh, is it getting easier? I mean, you guys said that the, the last one was a big success or, you know, in this uh, this show coming up. Well, I think it's 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 kind of a blessing and a curse The the, the theater scene is very very saturated in the area at least in Wilkes-Barre there's there's 
Little Theater, there's Music Box in Sawyersville, there's the Grove in New Angola, then you have a lot of places up in Scranton. Mm -hmm. So there's only a small pool of talent, of actors, to go to, to try and cast these shows. And then the way the economy is, is people only have so much money to go around and see these things, so they're going to pick, well, do I want to see this show, that show, this show? So we're really all drawing from the same pool. So everybody's is a little bit lower than what it was if there was only one of us. But on the flip side, it's a good thing because it allows people to see these types of shows. It allows people to see this type of culture and to see that type of talent without having to pay $200 to see a show in New York or a hundred some bucks to see a show in Philly. Right. Do you guys, do you guys like talk amongst yourselves? Be like, Hey, here's the productions we have going on. So it's not like, Oh, we have two comedies going on in town at the same time. Or we have two, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not like, so you're like, you're not, quote unquote eating into each other there, there has been um correspondence in the past with you know setting up seasons and schedules and everything like that sometimes it gets hard because there are so many theaters like i think last weekend there were i saw people wishing luck for about five different local theater shows happening like wow. that's crazy yeah. to have five plays musicals going on in in a very small area that you know i i think our area is um becoming I don't want to say what what's the word I'm looking for. Tom's my brain. Dreary. Dreary. It's not dreary. <laughs> um, I feel like the cultureless the, and inhospitable. No, no, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I feel like the community. More people are coming out to see and support the arts, which I think is is a great thing. But again, like Tom said, there's five shows going on. Like, what are you going to see? I forget what question you asked at this point. I'm rambling. What but color is yellow? Yellow. <laughs> So you did great. Thanks. No, I was I was curious about like and, and you guys because like you know I know we're gonna get into movies and stuff, but I know that those you know, like big big studios are like, well they're doing Star Wars that weekend, so if we put out like you know a Kevin Hart movie, we should be okay because those two things aren't really gonna cannibalize the audiences. So I was wondering if yeah, you guys um, talk about that. I don't know that it's, amongst the quote unquote competition, it's, it's it's not really talked about. Um, because sometimes sometimes you do have unfortunate things overlapping. Like we had such a hard time to get some guys in our shows because for in in Young Frankenstein because they were doing the full the full Monty over at the music box, which is so guy heavy. And um they were just they, they were working on Tommy up at the Grove. Now they're in children of Eden up at the Grove. And it was like we were having a hard time filling our cast. So um it's Sometimes they just kind of land that it works. Sometimes you you do have those problems. Um, and re- really, the theaters they they um, we mostly do what we think is going to sell best for us because everybody needs to make a little bit of money, keep the doors open, so you can keep keep bringing live theater. But I think that's the thing. All three uh, uh, focusing on the three Wilkes-Barre theaters. All three of us have different needs. You know, Little Theater is the biggest. It has over a hundred year old building that needs new just about everything in it to keep it functional. Uh, the music box has the dinner that goes with it. And the Grove is is has BYOB. It's a really small, more intimate environment. So we all have different needs and different requirements at each at each place. So when at least when we look at Little Theater's productions, we try to pick more the the really popular big stage ones because we have a three hundred some odd person house. And I think that's a, that's the tough thing is that we see a house that's sometimes only half full or a quarter full. I think what yesterday's performance of Young Frankenstein had what maybe a hundred people at it. There weren't a 
whole lot of people there, but man, they boy, were, they were a great they crowd. They were losing. They were an awesome crowd. They were crowd. hilarious. Well, I mean, how do you guys? I'm trying to figure out like the best way to. So, like, when you're a performer and you get on stage and you look out in the crowd, you know, do you gauge the success on how many tickets, or do you gauge the success on you know, there's going to be shows that aren't sold out. There's going to be like it happens. Oh yeah, it it does. I, I think that with a show like we have now. It's not so much how many people are in the seats, it's the reaction. If we can get people laughing, then we we've know we've done a good thing. Yeah. You, uh, might gotta re, you, you might get repeat business. Right. It's good. Right. We yeah. want people to spread the word. That lady that like chased me down and wanted autographs, I'm like, put it on Facebook. Tell people to come and see us. Yeah. Uh, so with comedies, it's easier. Shows like Rocky, Rocky Horror, then it's okay. We, we want people having fun. People have fun at Rocky no matter what it is. We want people in the seats. So so every show has a little bit of difference behind it. Um, when we do shows that cost a lot to put up, uh, those are shows that we're hoping, one, we get a good response, but two, we get a lot of people in the seat to offset the cost of it. Do you guys do like a risk assessment before you figure out like what show? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a whole committee that's um, designed around choosing basically the this well what shows will be brought to the board to be voted on um, for our next season, and they look at everything for how much um, it costs to put on, you know, what kind of crowds it will draw, how much. Um... We, we look at a lot. We what we did this year was we have a survey out where we wanted to see what what people really wanted to see, because up until now it's been all right. Well, we think this will be good. And we think is a group of 15 of us that get around and make this decision. So now we have, you know, our sample size was around 250, I think, that we pulled in on it. But at least with at least with some data that we we're able to make a good decision on. But then we'll look at that data and combine it with, all right, well, here's what the actors want. Because if we can't cast a show, we can't put it on. Here's how much this show is going to cost with the rights, which are definitely the, by far the most expensive uh, sets, costumes. We pay our orchestra pit. So th- how much is that going to cost? And then we'll look at, okay, well, where did this fall on our audience list? So when you budget on average, like what amount of the budget do you think goes to rights? Like 20%, 30%, it, 60%? It really just depends on the show, honestly. You've got like some shows that cost like very little. And then you've got some shows like we've got Rock of Ages coming up. It's, um, I think it's going to be the NEP a premiere um, yes, it is. of Rock of Ages we have going on in September. Shows like that, obviously, that are brand new, that a lot of people want to see, that a lot of people want to go on. And especially because you have that rock music in it that is, you know, outside of the musical theater spectrum. Um, the rights for that cost two to three times as much as, you know, the rights for That was the, the good shows. Broadway show, but the bad Tom Cruise movie, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Terrible, movie, Terrible movie. Great show. But yeah, uh, your average rights... Um, I mean, I don't need to know like exact numbers. No, I was just curious on like how does that factor in the the vast majority. Some rights could be two, three hundred dollars. We did shows; uh, the rights were upwards of fifty five hundred, seventy five hundred bucks. It just depends on what licensing company you have, how popular the show is, how new the show is. If the show's on a tour in the area, you could have a show that was made back in the fifties. But if a tour's coming by, they're going to jack up the price of the rights. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So actually, before you set, before one ticket is sold, that's what we're always told. Before one ticket is sold, you're usually in the hole around, probably around ten grand. You're in the hole. Jeez. Really? Before you sell one ticket for a musical, for a musical, you're in a, you're in a, you're in a around ten ten grand. Just because of licensing and rights. And- License licensing costumes, your pit, your set. You got to pay the people to build and direct your shows. 
So all that. So when when you okay, so <laughs> in when you were fourteen, mm-hmm. you did little theater. I did a show at Little Theater, yes. And then you didn't come back till 2010. Correct. What were you doing? Um, okay, so um, the reason I did the show when I was 14, I was um, asked by my dance teacher who was doing the choreography for the show. So she said, I need some dancers. Why don't you come and do this? And I said, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Um, and I was doing some voice classes and everything over at the Wilkes uh, Community Conservatory. And at the time, um, my voice teacher was starting a theater program there. So from the age of about 14, 15 ish until I was 18, I did the Wilkes community conservatory program, which unfortunately I don't think they have a theater program anymore. It was a wonderful program. Um, thankfully kiss has stepped up and, you know, taken over that. And then I was in college at Wilkes for theater as well. And then I took a couple years off and then I just kind of was like, yep, it's time to do another show. And I ended up there. And even now you're there for the last six years. I can't get <laughs> can't out. Can't leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the thing. Like once it's in, once once you once you get the bug, you get the bug, right? Right. Yeah. So then, what brought you from Danville to 2011? Um, when I was like, what's your background to to be like? I'm gonna come up and to to do this. Yeah. Uh, none. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, none. Uh, I'm a pharmacist, so <gasps> I yeah. Legalized drug dealer, and now we have legal medical marijuana in the state. It's not, it's not what people think it is. Hey, I deal with pain patients all day long. This is going to make life much, much better. Yeah, yeah, them. but I think as people are like, I can walk around with a brick of weed, and nobody's going to see. Yeah, it. it's not no, that. No, 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 it doesn't work though. No. It's oils and bombs and salves and not all the other stuff that people think it is. It's no. not. It's not L.A. weed or Colorado <laughs> weed. Yeah, it's. It's very, Pennsylvania weed. Yeah, very, yeah. very. That will outsource to like Minnesota or something to grow and then ship it in. <laughs> well, I mean, like I know a lot of and this is just a total aside. I think it's very good for people, especially with pain management and stuff like that, that this is. Are you taking a photo of me? No, uh, we're actually uh, live on Facebook. Oh, crap. Oh, man. <laughs> crap. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did you go from like a legal drug dealer to... <laughs> getting into theater to getting into this yeah i always had uh i always had like a passion for music my dad brought me up to be really into music and really into is he a musician no or just uh, like a really big fan he's of- just a really big fan of, of music so i was brought up with aerosmith van halen blood zeppelin oh, he, would get, he would get along so well with jimmy brought up with that and then uh i forget well you know you where I was, but uh, there was a singing competition. I'm originally from Pottsville, so kudos to Yingling on beating out. Uh, beating <laughs> yeah, out right. Sam. So if you, if you want to get into a pissing fight about Yingling, you're going down because that's my thing. Uh, oh, we're definitely going to talk about that later. All though. right. Um, it was like a it was it was like a mini American Idol thing, and my friend said, "Hey, you know, you should do this." So I was like, oh, "All right, why not?" I ended up coming in like second place in this thing. I had no really? training, none. I, I like would get out oh, so there. You're that jerk. Uh, I'm, yeah, he's totally that jerk. I, I'm, oh. I'm that asshole in the group. Work my right, whole good. life on something, and he just comes in and he's like, mm, "I'm good at everything." And my friends are like, "Oh, come on!" He you know, glides down can... in a cloud, and it's just like I'm here. Yep. <laughs> it's so like friends... a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Yeah, you totally are. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know. I, I as as a re- when I graduated from from college, I came to the VA in Wilkes-Barre, and I did a residency there, and. 
residency is, is a lot like medical residency. It, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work and you need some way to de-stress. And I did one show in high school and I heard about a little theater. I'm like, you know what? I'll go over there and try it. It was Footloose. And uh, they they cast me as Chuck Cranston, which is the guy that beats up Kevin Bacon. Is that the Chris Penn character? Is he just... Oh. Was it the new in the new one? I don't know. I I saw that like the nineteen eighties. I don't know. He, all I know is he had a truck and he beat up Kevin Bacon. I was a bad guy. That's all I was. Uh, and how could from, you beat up Bacon? <laughs> Rich, will you laugh like audibly <laughs> so I don't feel like an asshole? No. All right, good. I don't know. From that moment on, it it, it just kind of stuck. Um, but then I got hired by by Guy Singer, so I went down to to Danville. And I was commuting back and forth for two years, and then I ended up getting my job now teaching at Wilkes, and uh, it, it made that it made that commute a lot better. It went from about an hour and some odd, some odd minutes to about two minutes. So how did you make? But how did you make the transition into like directing? Into directing, well, I, <laughs> directing is a lot like teaching. So uh, you know, teaching at Wilkes was a good segue into to getting people to believe in what you're telling them and guiding them into what you wanted them to do. Um, Would I you rather to, direct or perform. Depends on the show. Oh, uh, so like you, so like you're a you're a, a double threat, where you, like, but you get to make a decision on like eh, I'd rather. Yes, I don't know. I, I've never really. I live in my own way. world, so you just gotta like roll <laughs> with it. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll go with yes because it makes me sound more cool. Um, <laughs> Grammatically, it's cooler. Boom. Yeah, yeah. She she doesn't let me. I speak. wouldn't know. I don't read. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> my, when she starts correcting me on grammar, my my whole attitude gets very. Are bleak. you brutal on grammar? Mm-hmm. Really? It's oh yeah, she is. My school so, county lingo. She like. So if I was like, I and him are going to the store, you lose punch. your mind. Throat punch. Throat. My fiance says that just to piss her off. Sometimes <laughs> I'm like, Hey, what are you doing? And it just gets her all. That's grammatically me. correct around here. No, it's not. Yes, it's it not is. real. It's. Not I said a real this, thing. that, these, those. Yumtus. No, no. Up the line, down the line. Yeah. Not, not tree. Tree. Yeah. Tree. One, two, tree. Oh, exactly. God. Are you having like a panic attack I'm, right now? No, I'm I'm controlling it, but I, I'm I'm it's making me itch. Are you from here? Yes. We don't and talk I refused, right around here. I don't I refuse to We don't talk correctly like, around here. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to do, be that that guy. We don't speak the Queen's English. We pick whatever we want. And that's I've been in I've I've gone on. I've got. I've gone to other states where I can say a sentence like Are you "from Scranton." Yes, that's actually real. Yes. Oh yeah, that that's a thing. Mm-mm. <laughs> Not okay with it. So was your first? So okay. So this is a this is a double question. Was your first? Because I kind of like to to focus on like you directing, and then you performing. Was your first performance back in 2010 frightening, and was your first experience directing post 2011 frightening or how did, how were those received? Cause it's like fake it till you make it. And then you get out there and then you're like, okay, I can do this. Um, well I've been performing since I was five, so it wasn't frightening at all. Oh, well then screw me. How about you? <laughs> yeah. Directing, uh, that, that was terrifying. Um, it was, it was, it was really hard for me. Uh, Rocky, Rocky horror is a show was that the I, first one. That was the first one. What are you nuts? Rocky Horror was my first crack directing. It's not yeah. hard. That's a big project to take on it's, by yourself. Like, oh, it was. Hard. I mean, granted, you know, you were my choreographer, so I had, sure. I had, I had help. And so, what's and, it? But I mean, okay, so what's it like? 
dealing with each other because I'm sure I'm sure if you're oh. choreographing, you have a certain well, see, way that you want see, it, and then if you're directing, here's the thing. She this, was a total so pain does, in the ass. About okay, but, but where no. does the compromise come but, in? But the thing that well, I'm right, but. Um, <laughs> If there was any other question. My directorial notes were usually yes, dear. Okay. Yes, dear. So, so the thing about it is, is I have the the valid argument that this is what my degree is in. So I like to think that I actually kind of know what I'm doing. Um, so if he was ever confused on something or I wanted to do something in a dance or something and he said, well, you can't do that because of this. And I said, well, I can do that because... This is how it's going to run. But <laughs> oh, no, there were there were some things, though, that he he said, absolutely not. And I said, OK, fine. Or, OK, can we just try it and see how it looks? And he still said no. And I said, fine. And I pouted. And, and then she did not cook the for a week. Movie. And then she did what? And then she didn't cook for a week. You know, <gasps> no, I'm kidding. She totally did. I was going to say your Nona's going to like. Yes, my, my my Nona will 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 insist that you cook. No, so, I mean, is there ever like a walk? Like, have you guys ever reached that a decision that you have to make that it was like walk away, or has it ever been? Because I know, like, especially creative compromise in theater is like it's intense. No, I think we pretty much everything worked out fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think anything. That's well, I mean, you, you guys, you guys, obviously, you guys are still talking. <laughs> So there's not there hasn't been no, something where it's like that terrible. No, 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 no. No. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing like crazy bad. No, the, the, for me, the hardest part of directing is getting getting your cast to believe your vision. That's the hardest thing you need buy in from. It's, it's no different than coaching football. You need buy in from the team and, as to your play calling schemes in order for them to execute appropriately. It's the same thing with this. And Rocky was a show that was done the year before. and. It was incredibly successful the first year we did it. So I didn't want to just, hey, here's here's the same exact thing again. You want to make it a little bit different, try and spice some things up, change some things. And we had a lot of the same people back. And, and I can appreciate doing a show once, coming back. You're so used to doing it one way that if somebody says do it differently, it might feel awkward. So I think that was the hardest part about what's, it. What's like a for instance that you changed from the year before? Uh... Sex, sex. What do you mean? Sex screen. Uh, you ever see the movie? Not on purpose. Not on purpose. Okay. <laughs> what's wrong with you? I don't like musicals. It's not a. Oh. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Leave. I don't. I look. I've earned the right to like what I like. Okay. All right. Here. You, you've also I have the right seen, to be wrong. And I you're have, wrong. That's a, that's okay. I'm okay with being okay. I gotta own being wrong. I'm okay with. It's really weird. Yeah. I'm well, okay with being wrong. Yeah. But see, now it's like, even though it, there's like audio of it, now I'm like freaked out that there's video of it with you having your HTC. There's there's a video right there. I know, but it's like live. There's something weird about live. What's he even talking about? I don't like musicals. That's okay. I, it, I have nothing happens. against them. I just no, don't, it, you know. It's fine. I don't have anything against, you know, soy, but I don't like it. I would agree with you on that. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. But so if I see yeah. something that's like really good, like I'll get into it. Like I did watch some of Rock of Ages and then I was like, oh, this is horrible. The movie? Yeah. Don't do oh, that. Oh, the movie's terrible. Like, I, but movie I sucks. We've had, we've, had, we've had people from the theater on here before and we have this discussion and I make it publicly known. Like it's not like, it's not a big secret. Theater gives me such anxiety just being in an, like as an audience member because there's no take two. And that... Like I do film and video and whatever, 
But if I don't, if I don't, if there's no opportunity to have a take two, like that freaks me out. And maybe it's just because of what I grew up with and what I fell in love with. I don't know how theater can do it. Like I like seriously, like I went and saw, I went to a Broadway show the whole time. I was just having like a panic attack. That's the best part about it to me. No. Oh yeah. yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Don't know I'd rather get thrown out of a dirigible. I would never. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so hard. Like, and I know that like, it's rehearsed and everybody knows what there's where their where their marks are and what they're supposed to do and the the cadence of it all. I know that that's there. But the fact that it's happening right in front of me and it's it's not through pixels. So if like somebody drops a prop or something, you probably freak out. I'd lose my shit. Totally lose Especially it. Especially if they just left it sitting there. <laughs> Nobody picked it up. I'm I'm thinking you're recollecting something. No, it's just something that happens sometimes. I'm always the guy who finds a way to pick it up, but I'm just like that, a prop that drives like, me crazy. If I'm like seeing a show and somebody drops something and nobody's picking it up or fixing it or taking it away, I just sit there and I, I focus on it and I like you can you, see what's you happening dwell. right now. <laughs> I do. I go prop, prop. It's on the floor. It's on the floor. It's not supposed to be there. Somebody get it. Someone get it. You get it. You're not see, but it. I think that's that's the best part about it. it, it it's it well, makes think, you I, such an adaptive thinker to have to be able to deal well, with. You have this. to yep. acknowledge it, don't you? Like if if there is a mistake, you have to acknowledge the mistake. That maybe that. Not necessarily. So? No, no. no, I mean, no, I mean, if somebody, if I'm supposed to hand you a milkshake in the scene and I drop the milkshake and the milkshake goes, well, everywhere, then yes, then you acknowledge it. You got to go. That wasn't supposed to happen. No. But you don't, you don't tell but the in audience. character. Yeah, in yeah, character, you don't, you, you, have you to don't go. let the audience know that it's spo- that, that you 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 cover it up. Yeah. You try to figure yeah, out some to, creative yeah. oh, way to go. I'll get go you a on. new one. Yeah. yeah, you have to creatively cover up your mistake. I mean, I've already been in shows where a I character has a tightrope walk. The whole a character forgot his prop. And we had to come up with some new thing. Oh, and, that was good, right? Yeah. Wait, yeah. what was the prop that, that he that they the, forgot? It, it was the show was Catch Me If You Can, and it was the Tom Hanks DiCaprio, DiCaprio. movie. Yeah, just and reference movie plays, and I'll get it. I was I was the Tom Hanks character, and the guy who was DiCaprio's character. It was that scene where they're in the hotel room, and he says. Uh, like the two-story hotel yeah and he's like i'm a secret service agent your yeah, guy yeah. just got buzzed and he faked out tom cruise <laughs> tom yeah hanks. tom cruise tom hanks don't ever confuse them oh god no <laughs> and uh one's an oscar winner the other one's a movie star but a yeah he's supposed to hand me his wallet and the guy playing him forgot his wallet and in his wallet he's supposed to have all these ids and that's how i realized that he's you know the con man and he forgets his wallet but he ends up handing me all he has on him is an envelope that's it. A plain old envelope. Uh, so I have to sit there and my lines were like, oh, I've, you know, fan through his wallet. Call them his credentials. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I said, you're supposed to forget you, you forgot your wallet. And it, I turned wallet into credentials. Don't know where that came from. <laughs> On the spot. On the spot. It became you for instead of you forgot your wallet. It was you forgot your credentials. And in order to identify him, because I had no IDs to go through, I pretended that there was a signature on the front of this envelope, and it matched all the signatures to these random pieces of paper that I called checks laying in his room. And that's how I identified the guy. And that wallet uh, scene had to carry through to the next scene, where mm-hmm. he calls he calls me, and he sa- and I'm supposed to say, "How did you know I wouldn't look in your wallet?" So then I had to say, how did you know I wouldn't look at your credentials when you handed them to me? So we had to carry this whole, all because he forgot the wallet, we had to carry this entire, completely making it up until Where's that the prop scene's master? Up. The guy just forgot it. It could have fallen out of his pocket. <laughs> Who knows? Once the Wait, no starts? one else had a wallet? 
Not on stage. Not on stage. Only the two of them. Just two of us. Wait, what do you do with your? So wait, 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 you get there, you get there, you you put your wallet in like a bin, and then you put on wardrobe. Or like, how does that? Well, no, it's it's a prop wallet. It's not. Yeah, a real I know. Wallet. But like, then if you have like the real one, you're like, but saved. Yeah, but why do you want your real wallet on stage with you? I, I don't. Why not? Nobody's seen it. It's not like I'm gonna buy a Snicker bar on stage. <laughs> like, I don't need it. I don't know. I see. I'm the. I grew up very privileged. So I'm trying to find like the easy way out. <laughs> and I'm like, well, why can't we just use somebody else's wallet? You uh, actually you actually did much better. I, I than think I would have done. That's that's the best part about it. To me, that's that's wait, the did best you thing. wait so when you when you're on stage, you didn't know. No. Oh, so I had what? no clue that he did not have that. And he starts patting himself and he's like, Oh, uh, let me give you my wallet, which I don't have, but I do have this envelope. And it was like, all that's right. That's how fast it was? We're yep. going with it. Yep. Mm. That's how quick it went. It was, it was, Were you backstage? I was backstage. I was actually right off in the wing just going, oh my God, what's happening right now? It was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was good. In any good. given night of any show, there's probably at least two or three line. It's never the same ups. performance ever again. No, and that's, that's the nope. best thing about theater is you look at video, you look at film, and it's archival. It's not going to change. Theater is an art form of the moment. It's always something different. That's the best part about it. And it happens to everyone. I was watching um, Wicked on Broadway and it was with the original cast and one of the set pieces got stuck. They're all on tracks. They come out like automatically. It got stuck. And little tiny Kristen Chenoweth, if you know who she is. I do. She's got a voice of an angel. Right. And she's like four foot 11. Uh-huh. She's like grabbing this set piece and dragging it out and like complaining. She's like, why can't we ever get this to work right? Right in the middle of the show. It was amazing. It was amazing. Well, it was the same. We did we we did Barefoot in the Park a few years ago. And one of our main prop pieces was uh, a futon couch. Oh, and this futon God. couch, the damn thing was always broken. The leg, the right front leg would always snap. Uh, so we would put... As you're sitting on a futon. Exactly. That's, <laughs> well, and it's funny it's because... It's like a flashback. Because here. when we came shell-shot. in, I sat down on the couch and I actually said one of the lines that he improved during the performance mm-hmm. when the couch so, broke. So what we, this couch Wait, was sitting always, on it and, it and it broke? Oh, yeah. It always did it. The yeah. legs always broke on it, so you'd always shift sideways. Oh, my <laughs> God. So at one point, uh, my character gets drunk and pissed off and decides to leave. And he's supposed to say goodbye to all the things in the in the house that that upset him. So it's it, the line was goodbye, leaky closet, goodbye, no bathtub, goodbye, hole. There's a hole in his roof. Uh, goodbye, six flights. Goodbye, Corey, who was Maureen's character. Um, but this one night of the show, I sat on the couch and the damn thing broke during the show, and I was just pissed off because it broke again. <laughs> so I got my stuff together, and it was goodbye, leaky closet, goodbye, no bathtub. Goodbye, hole. Goodbye, perpetually broken couch. Goodbye, six <laughs> lights. And as I said this, I turn off and I see everybody who's supposed to come on stage next just collapse in a laughter. Which was me. <laughs> She's supposed to walk in being like, completely very devastated. Serious. She's walking in like, holding her hand and I can see that she's clearly losing it laughing. <laughs> so we do this stuff all the time. Well, that seems like a lot. Of, I'm still not going, but it seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's all right. You know, I have nothing well, against it. Like every, like all my theater friends even know, like I can't, it's just, there's just something about it. Like maybe I need to get over some sort of childhood phobia or see a therapist, but as it stands right now, theater just gives You need me to like, do a show is what you need to do. You need like to be play. in it? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Rock of Ages. Absolutely. Who would I be? Do you have a fat character? <laughs> yes, there is one. No, I don't. No, <laughs> no. Oh, you just threw yourself into that. You get no. totally. You get to dress up like a hippie, and you can actually smoke California weed. 
Oh, there you in, go. In air quote. Yeah, not real. Yeah. Not real one. Not oh, really. California. That's illegal. <laughs> you see the whole thing. He has a medical condition. I smell okay. something. I have gla- It's glaucoma. Yeah, there you go. It's it's for the character. You can't right. get mad at me. Absolutely. And I don't think that... Method acting. That's what it is. <laughs> you can use, use the Hulk Hogan excuse. It wasn't me. It was the character that was doing this. Right. Wait, was that did he use that in his recent trial? Yeah. Oh that, was his, that was his oh, about excuse. His, about his thing? Yeah. Yeah, it was because I'm I'm I I was Hulk Hogan at the time, not you know whatever the hell is current is. Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> you were Hulk we loved and grew up with, <laughs> not not the Incredible. Hulk. And now he's insane. Well, speaking of the Hulk, yeah, here's your segue. 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 Right, right there. There we go. Uh, and with that, actually, because my phone is starting to uh, die off, we'll stop the live feed. So if you want to. Uh, if you want to hear the rest of this podcast, if you're interested in, in what we're talking about and you want to hear us uh, geek out about Marvel stuff, uh, please tune in to uh, the episode tomorrow. We'll have the full episode up for download as we do every week on Monday. So say goodbye. Goodbye. To the internet, not to you guys. Yes. No, we're going to keep going. All right. Obviously. Now, geek. <laughs> Yeah, because I can't I can't multitask and and geek out like that. That that would just be I'm just so happy you don't have gum in your mouth. Yeah, <laughs> nothing would get done. Right. So, uh, so what made you guys want to do a uh, a Marvel marathon? So back in December, we uh, we we showed it's a wonderful life because we figured all right. Well, like Maureen said, it, it, the the space used to be a movie theater. We figured it was a good way to give back to the mm-hmm. community. We really didn't have anything planned for, for Christmas. A lot of the other theaters had Christmas shows. We wanted to do something. So we had, it's a wonderful life. We have a, we have a stage that's actually the same. It's the same size. I think stage as the Kirby. What? I think so. It, it, the, the dimensions <clears throat> I believe are the same as the Kirby, but because of the way certain things are set up, it looks smaller. Yeah. But, it was confirmed, it's that, confirmed our, that the dimensions the, are the same, size the same as the, as the Kirby. Okay, so it's a it's a decent size stage, and we got yeah. uh we just hung a big white curtain on the front one of on one of our pipes, and uh, we we show the movie, and we had you know hot chocolate and cookies and all that other fun stuff, and we showed it's a wonderful life. We showed it's a wonderful life. Yeah, so I we were sitting there as the movie was playing. We were out in the lobby, a couple of us, and I said, "Man, this would be a real." This is something we could do in between our shows. We usually have about six to eight weeks between the shows. Like we, we have to use the building for something. And this is a great way to do it. Wow, it would be really good if we could do stuff to highlight things that are coming out to start dragging people in versus It's a Wonderful Life, which is, you know, it's cool for Christmas. But other than that, there's no point. And that's when I sat and I'm like, oh, well, somebody, somebody said Star Wars. You know, oh, we could do it for Star Wars when it comes out and whenever the next one's coming out. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. December 18th, that- I think. <laughs> that'd be that'd be cool but then i sat and i thought oh well wait a minute you know captain america uh, civil war is coming out in may what if we do something leading up to that and it was well let's look into the cost of not just one captain america movie because well which one do you show because this is the culmination of a couple of things sure like let's just show all of them uh and and this is a captain america movie so i didn't want to be like oh we got to show all the iron man stuff too Sure. It, it is a Captain America movie. So we said, all right, well, let's just show all the films that have Captain America in it, which was Cap 1, 2, and Avengers 1 and 2. Uh, so we looked into it. it. It looked financially feasible. 
and and here we are. You know, we're it, it actually worked out well. It's the weekend. It's next Saturday, it's the thirtieth. So it's the weekend after Young Frankenstein closes. Okay. So it's a good way to keep people who come to see this show coming to see the next show, and there we can you know show that event and help promote our shows in June and, and September. Sure, absolutely. Is it the weekend of the thirtieth? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. The thirtieth is the it's date. It's the Saturday before uh, Civil War comes out. And it's probably completely different organizing something like that as opposed to, you know, doing a show, you know, like you guys are talking about earlier. It's probably a whole different set of issues and things to get through and everything yeah. else. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. A lot more involved. Hmm. So why Marvel? Why Captain America? Chris Evans. Hello. There you well, go. He's also the human torch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he actually. They, they were just uh, talking about recently how he he didn't want to be Captain America. He was just like, eh, I'm done with the whole superhero thing. And he actually like turned down the part when they offered it to him originally. And then he was convinced later to take it up. Didn't Downey convince him? Apparently, yeah. Downey had something to do with that. Not the fabric softener, but Iron no, Man. Yes, Iron Man did show up, and I, I guess just told them to you know join like uh, like he Samuel owned, Jackson. You know did what him. though? But it's like weird. It's like watching. So I'm assuming you're a comic book fan or yeah. at least a marvel fan yeah marvel marvel let's, let's you, not let's not go to the dc way, or you um i prefer the marvel series over dc series series okay before 2016 um, what did you prefer before 2016 yeah, batman versus superman is just getting like no brutal back no i've always preferred marvel to dc okay the so, only thing i will give dc credit for was the christopher uh nolan dark knight uh trilogy that I will give I will give credit to. That that's was not, that but was that's good. not even that's not part of the whole yeah, DC I don't even think that has that's not even an MC that was just Christopher Nolan's universe. The yeah. S- yeah, they they specifically the said CNU, they wanna, you know, this is themselves from that. But yeah. that that was if if DC would have started building their universe around that that, film, that series, yeah. Then right. things would have been better compared to the atrocity that has been the Batman Superman movies and, and Man of Steel even for that matter. Why are they atrocities? Well, it, I, I, th- I think the main issue at, at it, because I mean, people are uh, ever since... Uh, I want to hear from all of you. Ever, ever since the uh, uh, Batman Superman came out, uh, people have been saying, well, it, the critics favor the Marvel stuff, so they're just going to trash everything by default. And I, I Maybe to uh, maybe certain ones, but I think the, the main issue uh, with, with anybody, with fans, with critics, whatever, is that they don't understand the characters that they're adapting. That's the problem. Is uh, Marvel has been very good at capturing the essence of the character. Even if they change the storyline, even if they mess with everything else around it uh, in, ter- in terms of you know a- adapting the comic, they understand who the character is and how he would act in a situation. So no matter how the writer is putting them into that situation, they get, oh, okay, well, Iron Man would always do this or Ant-Man would always say that. You know, like they, they understand the people uh, that are involved. Whereas Batman, Superman, I think the main issue is that well, Superman never really acts like Superman at any point. And Batman is, is they said, this is the, the most accurate adaptation of Batman so far, which isn't saying much because even the Nolan verse, in my opinion, I don't think understood who Batman was at all. Like didn't really get the main things that you would want to see in a Batman movie. Like the fact that he's a, a an excellent detective. He's incredibly smart. He can outsmart everybody because he doesn't have powers. He doesn't have, you know, he has gadgets and gizmos, but he doesn't have, you know, his brain is really what his strongest asset. And at no point in the Dark Knight trilogy does he ever use it. 
at any point. In fact, he goes out of his way to cheat, even in the one that everyone thinks is the best, uh, which I would the agree. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. What does he do at the end but ask Lucius Fox, hey, can you just spy on everyone so I could figure out where he is? Because I'm too stupid to figure out where the Joker is on my own. So if you could just turn on all these cameras and and just tell me where he is, then I can go beat the shit out of him. It's like, that's not Batman. Batman is always, you know, Joker thinks he's one step ahead because he's crazy. But Batman can get in his head and figure out where he's going to be or what he's going to do and and stop him. And I just, I felt like they they dropped the ball in that sense. And, and I don't know if they've, you know, uh, doesn't D in DC stand for detective? Yeah, yeah, it does actually. It's it's it originates from Detective Comics, and yet at no point is Batman really a detective. I mean, hell, you know, uh, Batman versus Superman. He's basically you know declared Superman the enemy without doing any sort of research on him, other than like, ah, oh, shit, he could blow stuff up. So that you know. Sure. So can entire countries. So can plenty of other people. You know. So can Lex Luthor. Why doesn't why why hasn't he researched the hell out of him and come after him? You know. Like it. It just seems there's 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 a lot involved that um, I don't think they thought through. I think they just wanted to do you know big epic action scenes and stuff like that. I think uh, the director had a certain vision, and I, I actually I really liked Watchmen. I'm not shitting on Zack Snyder like everybody shits on the poor guy. I I liked Watchmen a lot. I thought he did a good job with it uh, i think that was a tough thing to adapt and he did it pretty well in that you know two two and a half hour mark but i think uh with this he's go- he's just going in a direction that nobody wants and the problem is is that marvel i think kind of adapts to what people are are, are asking for you know like if 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 fans want to see a little bit more of this they might eventually work that in somehow whereas uh dc it seems like they've just been adamant of no fuck you we don't want to hear what you have to say about this we're going to do this anyway like no matter how many previews came out and people said this is too dark it's too grim we're you know how come Superman isn't, you know, like uh, he, he isn't this this bright boy scout like he's supposed to be, you know, like what, why is he so, you know, gloom and doom and everything? And they just they refuse to listen to that. They're like, no, we're this is our vision. We're going to do it anyway. And I think I think people responded to that in kind. I think people were offended by that and they didn't want to uh, I, I think to an extent, I think that had an effect on how people perceived it. Yeah, but granted, think- it still made money. You know, but do you think the changing thing? And this is this is open to the panel. Yeah, you know. Do you remember when first Iron Man came out? Yes, I do. I was in the theater. Robert Downey Jr. showed up, and John Favreau. It was awesome. Yeah, I just thought I'd tell you that. But, That's awesome. But they didn't have, they didn't know what was going to happen mm. when they did Iron Man. They didn't know that Marvel was going to be the success that led to where we're at sure. now. Right. So, I think Marvel adapted along the way. Yeah. To what you're talking about. Right. I think maybe we need to give DC the opportunity because there was criticism about Iron Man when it came out. There's especially criticism about Iron Man 2. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Definitely. Captain America was just a, the original one was just a, a weird pill to swallow. Which, you know, I, I thought I, I was I, I guess I was like the one guy who just like loved the shit out of that movie. Like I got what I wanted out of it. And I, I don't know why people are like, oh, yeah, it's not that great or it's not. I don't know what people wanted out of that that could have been any better. Like, I don't understand why the, that one gets the criticism it, that it does. Because to me, it seems like the one that was just thrown in there just to 
just to get it just to get his story get it done right yeah. get the origin done and stuff i don't know i actually i thought i mean it, it, it was directed by the guy who did rocketeer i'm like that's Joe dante right yeah that's kind of genius you know actually you know considering if you if you know i i liked rocketeer when i was a kid and and it's like yeah you know he he captured that old school feel really well um you know modernized it in a in a way that was palatable to the time you know the the fact that it it didn't do well i think is relevant i just think it's it's a good movie it's fun it holds up and i like uh I, I liked what he did with with cap and i think the main thing that i i loved about the movie uh that i think is carried through through all the movies uh especially uh, like winter soldier is uh cap is very easy to mess up because i think if you don't know anything about captain america if you just walk in and just you know you've this is the first time you're seeing the character you'd probably assume that he's this very dumb patriot like he's just you know gung-ho america no matter what america does i'm for it you know and i'm just gonna run in and you know defend america no matter what like like he's yeah he's the kind of like if if he was around during vietnam if he wasn't frozen he would just be all gung-ho about vietnam he would have been the guy who protested Vietnam and and in fact they did a lot of that stuff in the comics like it, they they really grew the in character in the late 60s well, yeah, because uh, he, he was introduced in the 40s just as a propaganda piece. Like the comic, he's just, he's pure propaganda. It's just, you know, our way to say like, you know. Just uh, why it all starts with the Nazis. Yeah, that we're, and, and, and to be, and, and what's interesting is that historically uh, Captain America actually holds an interesting place because uh, the, the cover, the first issue of Captain America where he's punching Hitler right on the front. That was before we ever entered the war. This was at a point where we did not want to be involved in World War II after the devastation of World War One, We didn't want to get involved. And the first issue is him punching Hitler? Yeah, right on I the front cover. So they're, they, they were actually... What make, a statement. Well, and that's exactly <laughs> it, because the people creating it were Jews. And they said, you know, we we don't like what's going on over there. We see what's going on, and we, we this was their kind of way of protesting that in an interesting way, in this creative way. And it took off so well. It was it was one of the best selling comics of all time at that point. I mean, it sold a million copies. So people really responded, and and then as of course, once we got bombed, you know, in, in Pearl Harbor, that was it. Of course, we were going to be involved, but this was before even Pearl Harbor. Like this, we we they they really took a stance for early on so uh the the character only grew as of course world war ii you know advanced but once it was over it was like okay well what's the point of having this guy around and so they <laughs> they just they just we stopped well, they, they just cap well they just yeah they just stopped publishing those books because comics went through all kinds of transitions and i don't want to like bore everybody with the, the history of all that but uh you know superheroes weren't popular for a long time. There was an era where no one bought superhero comics. It was all romance comics and westerns and horror comics and all kinds of stuff that had nothing to do with superheroes. Superheroes really didn't come back until in a big way until the 60s. And Marvel was one of the big, uh, you know, pr uh, pushers of that. They, they, created uh you know stanley jack kirby steve ditko uh a lot of those guys uh, got together and created these characters that obviously are now multi-million dollar franchises and but at the time you know they were just creating these characters to get by i mean they weren't selling millions of copies but they were you know making history in their own way and one of the things that Stan always wanted to do because Stan actually worked on a cap book when he was a kid. He was like maybe 14, 15 years old 
and uh, got to do one of the side stories in in a Captain America book. And he always loved the character, so he wanted to bring him back. And so he tra- had to figure out a way, how do I bring Cap back in the 60s but not have him age so much? So he's like, oh, he was, he was frozen the whole time, you know, like uh, he was frozen in ice. And so they wrote this like tragic backstory for him where he loses Bucky and, you know, because the, the comics were very happy-go-lucky for the most part. I mean, he's, he's punching Nachi, he's saving the day, everybody, you know, goes home alive. And, you know, this was the 60s where we kind of had woken up a little bit and like, eh, war isn't what we think it is. It's not so glorious. So Cap has this kind of tragic story where he loses Bucky and then, uh, you know, f- uh, is, is frozen frozen solid. And then he comes back in a time that he doesn't understand and he has to adapt to that. And that was, you know, pretty genius for the time, I think. And, and uh, you know, a story that still holds up really well to the point where they made a, a, a successful movie franchise out of it. Have we hit your passion point? No, not yet. You're getting there. <laughs> but yeah, it's one it, thing where you're like, it's, this is my gravy. Yeah, yeah. This is this is what I know lots about. You know, you, you want to get into physics. All right, I'll 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 back down and fall asleep. But, <laughs> but we're talking mean, about Marvel. Does that mean that ice can defeat Captain America? <laughs> I think it was just their their way of, you know, cryogenically freezing him. I think if they did it now, they'd probably do some kind of, you know, cryogenically whatever sort of thing, like, which is what they did with Bucky. You know, for years, it was kind of a running gag that anybody could come back in comics except Bucky because he, he the whole point of, you know, Cap's reawakening and everything was like, oh, he's got this tragic story of how he lost Bucky. So if you you make Bucky alive again, it kills that. You know, you, you ruin that whole drama by bringing that character back. And so there was a couple of years ago, um, it was it was maybe about, it was probably close to 10 years now, I would say. Um, there was, uh, the Captain America books weren't selling as well. And they brought in a new writer who did an, uh, an incredible job and he created the winter soldier character. And he did the one thing that everybody said you couldn't do and was bring Bucky back. And he did it in such a way that people loved it. Like all these fans were like, you can't bring Bucky back. This but it sucks. became redemptive, it. didn't it? Yeah. And it was Is that a real word. It was interesting to see what he I'll did, accept it. you know okay. how he, how he kind of rewrote the history of it a little bit because Bucky was always very a, che- a very cheesy character and looking back on it you know like it was acceptable for the forties but now it's like geez he's this super powered guy and he's 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 got this teenage kid next to him with no no he has no protection he has no like most of the time he, was, he wasn't even pictured with a gun because they couldn't give a a kid a gun in the Wait, comic he was a kid in the comic in the comic yeah he was just, he was like a young kid he was his sidekick you know like because all all superheroes had to have sidekicks in those days you know like everybody had a sidekick so he was just this little sidekick and they obviously you know changed that for the modern adaptation they're like yeah let's make him older you know so it, it it's, it's more believable and people aren't going, why the hell is he bringing a teenage kid into World War II? Like, what an asshole, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I think about it, you know, he's he's got superpowers, he's got a shield and what does this kid have? You know, nothing. So it, it made more sense to make him appear and, you know, just a friend that he grew up with and stuff like that. But uh, they kept a lot of this stuff the same, like the, the whole Winter Soldier dynamic of him being, you know, uh, taken in by the, the Russians and brainwashed to become this evil villain. And uh, it was I think it was just a cool idea. It was something completely different and it, it worked out well, so much so that they, you know, there's so many characters with way more history than that, that. Uh, Marvel went with a more recent character, which is uh, that I thought that was a bold move in itself. I don't want to interrupt your flow at all. <laughs> 
All right. So uh, now that I'm, you know, done giving all the, the the history and stuff like that, I think Cap as a character, I think is so great because they understood that Cap is the kind of guy who uh, has this great moral compass. He is always the moral compass, and that's why he's the leader of the team. That's They've kind of played with that a little bit because Iron Man is so popular. So, like, eh, he's kind of the leader, but Iron Man's kind of the leader, too. Well, Iron Man's we, the leader because he's got the money. Because we have to sell ki- we have to sell toys and, and, you know, to kids and T-shirts and things like that. So, you know, Iron, Iron Man, you know, it, it's funny because uh, growing up, like, Iron Man was not a popular character at all. Has never been an extremely popular character. I mean... Wasn't he, wasn't he popular when he became a drunk? <laughs> In the comics, yes, but I mean, to the general public, most people didn't even know who Iron Man was until they made the the Robert Tom Downey Cruise Johnny was trying movie. to play him for years. Not Tom Hanks, which I'm not Tom Hanks. That's I'm right. so glad did not happen. Edge of Tomorrow was awesome, and I, I I don't I don't hate on Tom Cruise. I really don't. I don't care about the whole jumping on the couch thing. Like I, I think he's <laughs> or the Scientology thing or whatever. I'm just talking about as an actor. But I think he, I don't think he would have done the character the justice that it deserves. So I'm, I'm glad that Robert Downey Jr. was able to do it. In in your guy's mind, I don't. That's not a word either. Is that a proper phrasing of words? Not really, but. In your minds, <laughs> you're out of throat punch range, so yeah. you're okay. Yeah, I'm not at a, sh- I'm not I, at, a, I'm not at a sandal throw, throw range. My, my Her aim is terrible. You know? It oh. is. <laughs> There's a very good reason my mother put me in dance classes instead of sports. <laughs> throw the bu- okay, dance. Um, <laughs> what, do you do you? I mean, do both of you like the superhero genre, or do you not? Ca- I, I, I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cliche I, male. <laughs> Yeah, you can. I'm a fan of all of them. I'm just I, saying. I'm I, I, I like too. them all. I like them all. I, I mean, even the the Edward Norton Hulk movie, which is like the Hulk movie, the Edward Norton <laughs> Hulk movie. That wasn't that bad, but they I brought actually, a character I enjoyed back it for. Too. I enjoyed that. They brought uh, what's his face back for Civil War? Yes, yeah, Thunderbolt Ross. Yep, they brought him back. So he it, knows the names. It's good that they were able to to bring some of that back. Uh, I I think that. Seeing how everything progressed, I'm happy that Mark Ruffalo took the charge over yep. Edward Norton. And it's nothing against Edward Norton. You know, he's done a lot of good work. Mark Ruffalo's better for this. And now that you see them all me- melding as a team, I just try to picture, you know, Edward Norton trying to be a team player. Edward Can't Norton and Robert Downey Jr. in the same room. And it's like, yeah, no. Yep. no. So what's what's your favorite? If you have one, what's my favorite? Yeah. Do you even care? Like, yeah, when, like I when care. So- no, no, no. I mean, the, no, because my like my fiance, like. I'm like, we gotta see Star Wars. And she's like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, see, that's how I feel about Star Wars too. But um Why is everything it's no it, it. And, and honestly, it's it's not just Star Wars, it's that entire genre. Any kind of sci-fi space genre, like even Guardians of the Galaxy, I was lukewarm on. Like I liked hmm. Groot. He was cool. He has one line. I am Groot. No, he says we are Groot also. He has two lines. That's a thing. Um so I But at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy, we're like, this was fun. It, well, when little baby Groot was dancing, yeah. Minus Groot. Well, no, it was it was okay. That's why I said I was lukewarm. I, I didn't say it like it's just the genre. I can't I can't. You're not a science fiction the way person. I am. No, no. At all. No. What's your genre? Um, if you had I, to choose in your Netflix queue, what are your suggested I, things? I, I I like to believe that 
what I'm seeing can happen on earth where I am around me. So like, I like the Harry Potter series because I believe that there really could be a Hogwarts. Um, I buy into the whole Avengers thing because it's happening in New York city and stuff like that. But you know, it's out on space and I'm going, I'm going to take a moment and say that Thor is probably an exception to the rule because he does come to earth. But he's magic. Right. And he has his own world, too. Right, exactly. You know, it's not the whole thing's in space. Exactly. He's exactly. Te- I mean, he's technically not magic. He's on he's, a rainbow he's road. A that's he. That's cosmic, one. It's powered by the Tesseract, too. If you're going to get into magic, then you're talking Doctor Strange, and that's a whole new... That's a whole new bag of Right. They're, they're not even... They haven't even gotten there yet. They've not... Yeah. They Did, you like the, Did you like the teaser? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm super excited. I think... I don't like I, his voice. The, the It's weird to hear him do an American accent. Uh, that was really uh, that that surprised me because I felt like they could have just left it his voice like there was no real canonical reason why why he needed to be American American yeah like he could have just been a British guy living in America and we would have been totally fine with that so I'm not really sure why they went there is but. it because he can't say penguins <laughs> maybe he can't Benedict Cumberbatch he can't <laughs> no is there a YouTube clip of this yes I'm gonna do it yeah. penguins <laughs> penguins. <laughs> Great. So are you excited for Civil War? I'm really you excited. You think it's the culmination? It. I'm so happy they didn't do like another Cap story. Like you know what I mean? Like Winter Soldier was awesome, mm-hmm. but it's amazing how they they basically like made Avengers 2.5. Right. Mm-hmm. But I re- I really think this is going to be a Cap movie that I'm just not, so not, happens to have yes. all these other people in it. Um I think it's I think it's a it's a really good thing especially with what we know is coming it's it's going to be really cool to see we had what five years now of building these people up and now in a matter of three years we're going to rip them apart and have this cataclysmic event happen where we have to somehow bring them back together all the while introducing new people to the universe that's going to be the most exciting part of this um I think it's going to be really cool because at least some of the reviews that you're seeing now, uh, and you know, I've just, it's all spoiler free stuff. I've never act. I don't want to know what happens. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I'll read the, you know, the Jeremy Johns and all those other guys. Yeah. Here, here's what it says, how it's, it's more of a drama movie first, then an action movie second. So it's not just, Hey, here's like a bunch of stuff blown up. It's, Hey, here's, Throughout the film, you'll believe Cap, then maybe a little later you'll believe Iron Man, then you're going to go back and it's going to flip. Well, there's a moral around. quandary there that they're having to, yeah, it's navigate. An, it's 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 an interesting subject because they they did uh you know uh, the Civil War comic, but it was so much bigger. Uh, they had so many more characters and stuff. Obviously, with Marvel's movie rights kind of all over the place with different studios, they couldn't do it the exact same way. But I think that's kind of best because uh, it's almost like uh, you know how you watch the the Walking Dead now. Um, you know some of the things that he did in the comics, uh, which I mean, the comics I think in general are better. Uh, than than that the the TV show, but one of the things that the 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 original creator is is doing, which is interesting, is the little things that he would have changed if he could have. He has the opportunity now. 
Uh, he can go back and say, oh, well, you know, uh, we cut Rick's hand off very early in the comics, and now I have to write around the fact that he only has one hand all the time. Like, oh, he's supposed to draw here, but he can't because he doesn't have a hand. So we got to change, you know, he always has to write around that. So he, he changed that in the show where he never loses his hand. He just completely skips over that and keeps going. So uh, in the same way, I think Civil War... Um, they're able to kind of go back and, and one of the big criticisms of the comic is that Iron Man is like practically pure evil in this, in the comic. Like it, it, he's, it, there's really almost no sympathizing with him in the comic. Cause he's very like all of a sudden, uh, his personality completely changes. Uh, I think the writers kind of screwed up a little bit with the way that they portrayed him in that comic. I think he was a little too, too pro government pro, you know, just, just gung ho who cares if anybody dies we're just going to get this done kind of registration sort of thing and it was like it was kind of out of left field for that character it didn't really make a lot of sense and uh you know but i think cap was handled really well so i think it's it's interesting that they're making this a central cap movie and that uh, they, they're changing the circumstances of what puts them into the civil war and what makes them fight just a little bit so that Iron Man, I think is way more sympathetic now. Like now you could actually be on either side without, you know, like, okay, yeah, I could see Iron Man's point, but I can also see caps point, you know, where do you guys stand on registering team cap? Are you team cap? Yes, but he's not for registration, right? Or is he, he, he is not, he is not for registration. See, and that, that's what I was saying before about Cap not being a, 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 a typical gung-ho, you know, pro-government kind of guy. He's not an Alabama superhero. Yeah, he, he really does live by his own moral compass and what he thinks is best and, and doesn't, you know, like, and I think that was portrayed very well in, in the Winter Soldier movie uh, because right away he's like, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't think is what I think it is, you know, and he, he does investigate it more and he does figure out that there's, you know, that high Hydra has infiltrated them and everything else. So he doesn't just necessarily buy into, oh, okay, Shield's the good guys. So whatever they say, I'm just going to go do. I'm going to follow orders. You know, he'll he'll go against the grain if need be. And I, I in this case, uh, you know, very much so because, you know, at this point, people are kind of sick of things blowing up and stuff like that. And it's it's almost kind of a weird meta commentary, I think, with uh, the whole you know issue with Man of Steel that everybody had you know the the big problem with Man of Steel was like you know Superman fights Zod in the middle of downtown and all these places this entire his entire city that he's supposed to love gets devastated all the I mean millions of people have to die like there's no way that all these people don't die because I mean you just see entire buildings collapse and it's not you know, you would you would expect Superman would take Zod into space and fight him there so that, that no innocents would get hurt and you, you'd expect to see scenes of him rushing through and saving all of the people and at no point does that happen in the film and so I think a lot of people were like this isn't the Superman that we would want or that we would expect from uh, you know a big movie like that so I think this kind of uh, I, Wait I think was this- that your criticism of Man of Steel? That was one of the criticisms that I had of it. I, I just to me Man of Steel just wasn't when you compare it to Marvel it to me was just not believable enough. I'm, I'm along with Morgan. I, I want to believe that this legitimately could happen. I could walk into New York and there is an Avengers Tower. That makes sense. It, it just seemed too far-fetched and too out there for me to really wrap my head around. What, 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 the, the best way I could sum up the DC universe to date is we have a friend who thinks that all movies, 
any movie. As I'm watching your reaction. Is fantastic. <laughs> I'm talking like this. What? Green Lantern? God love him. He thought The Purge was like the greatest movie ever made. Wait, so every movie he sees is fantastic. Oh, yes. I got to get him to review anything I do. There, yeah. there. It's, it's like, oh, my God, you guys got to see this. And I said, hey, there's, there's how- photos moving. <laughs> he would actually say that. And there's sound. So we love him. <laughs> we love him to death. We love him to death. Uh, but is he just like an optimistic person all the time? Yes. I need somebody like that in my life. And this this fellow walks in and is like, hey, I'm going to go see Batman Superman for like the eighth time because he has to see all movies about eight, eight or nine times. And I'm like, I'm not going to see that movie. It Did looks terrible. the game eight times? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. And he's, he's surprised every time. Yeah. Oh, his <laughs> response- guy from Stargate. <laughs> his response to why I should go see Batman Superman was it's it's an OK movie, but the it really needs, you know, people to go see it because if it doesn't get people and doesn't get money, it would die. That <laughs> what? That's what I was told. If people don't go see it, we then the DC on universe the dies. Everyone, oh, in the, wait! If you don't, so entertaining. You'd be you entertained. Oh you would be God. entertained for for days. So he's the one who won't step on an ant because if you step on the ant, the whole colony suffers. No, no, he'd probably step on the ant and scream something crazy at the same time. <laughs> and that's why we don't have milk. <laughs> yes, that that could oh, actually man. be uh, happen. Wait, so his 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 reasoning behind it is is that if we don't support this film, every character that lives in the DC universe will die. But, I don't think that's. What I don't think meant. it was that. It was the DC <laughs> the DC universe cinematic universe. cinematic universe right. will will cease to exist because it's not going to be profitable. Uh, right. Does he, wants- he know it's not the never ending story? <laughs> he wants it to be. Bastion, name me. <laughs> That is how I know that uh, that 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 movie isn't gonna isn't any good. That because right he, because there, he goes, we need to support. Like he treat he treated he treated Batman versus thought, Superman as a nonprofit organization. Pretty much, <laughs> he did. The, the man that thought the who purge is this was amazing gr- person? He's an amazing person. He is he is an amazing person. He really is. Oh my god, we gotta talk to him. <laughs> He's in Young Frankenstein. Yeah. Come and see it. Oh, see they does he play yeah. Igor? No, no. he doesn't. He please he he does play my great grand my great great grandfather Mordecai. But is he really optimistic? Yes. And Mordecai is as actually is as he portrays him, Sean Connery. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I hope he doesn't kill you. No. Wait, does he go cool. does it, wait, so when you guys when you guys get together and talk about character, he goes, All right, uh, thank you. I would like to do this part. And you're like, great. And he goes, I have a really interesting take on it. I want it to be Sean Connery. No. Or it just, it just, I've it not, just I've morphed not directed into that. I have not directed him. So I think we're okay. <laughs> he just kind of does stuff and you go, okay, that works. Oh but God, he's that guy. Awesome. He's that guy. So that's, yeah, that's how I know that the, that the DC. So you didn't see Batman Superman yet? I, no, no. I saw the previews and I'm like, oh. You know how you can tell when you watch a preview, you're like, oh man, this is going to suck. See, I had, That's but the I vibe had, I got. I, but I had hope. And I went and saw it. It wasn't like disastrous. No, I'm not going to say it was. Dis- it, it, I'm not, I don't think. Still. Obviously, financially, it wasn't disastrous. Did you see it? Mm-hmm. Here, Okay, I want you to. Uh, 
confirm something to me. I love Ben Affleck. Yeah. I have like this crazy like love, like Kevin Smith love that Ben that he has for Ben Affleck. Yep. Did you think he was a good Batman? Uh, Minus the detective stuff. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Do you uh, think I he's did. probably the best portrayed version of Batman since Batman has been on the silver? That's the, the, it's the most accurate, I think. Yeah, I I like I thought he I thought he fit the part. Yeah, like were you pissed when he was cast as Batman? No, no, I was definitely one of the few people. Who, I mean, and even even looking back at you know Daredevil, you know, like I'm, which I didn't think it was that bad. It it I mean it definitely doesn't hold up now that we actually have you know real movies with real plots. But you know back in th- those days, you basically <laughs> just put well, the a guy, guy who did Daredevil is the same guy who did Simon Birch. Yeah, so. I mean you put a in those days you just you you put a guy in tights and felt you know you just th- went through the same formula just to make you know money. Like it was there, there was no uh, you know ongoing universe and stuff like that like they have now where they're trying to build all this other stuff which you know can I think can help and hurt too you know I mean this, in some cases I think it makes better movies in other cases it uh, it seems like it's a big trailer for the next movie you know like I think I think Age of Ultron suffered because of that yeah I, I agree Jess Whedon quit Twitter Age of Ultron could have been so much more than, yeah. than, than what it was it was portrayed to be dark it was portrayed to be very bleak it was portrayed good word usage right dreary dreary (laughs) unhospitable yes it and and it ultimately they tried to put so much in it that it suffered Hmm. and uh, do you think they had to put these ingredients in to get us to here not necessarily I think when you that, lift a whole city and try to drop it, I think that becomes that. Uh, that was just the culmination of the film, they, they, and it was no different than the culmination of the first one. Avengers one was Avengers get together, stop a bunch of things from coming to Earth. That we, that we that we that we Shatari, yeah, that we can easily easily kill because they they discover that and then take down the bad guy, the ultimate bad guy. We caught Loki. Ultron comes around, defeat a bunch of Ultron bots that we can easily kill that lack none, even though they were built from the Iron Man protocol, had zero of the Iron Man abilities other than the fact that they could fly. And (gasps) I never thought about that. And oh, by the way, we also have Vision who can pretty much do anything that that he he, 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 and we then kill the bad guy. My big some of my biggest gripes with Ultron was that there was very little and it's a marvel aside from loki marvel downfall is that there was very little villain development yes ultron goes through many different evolutions before he gets to the tail end and it was all of a sudden boop i'm at the end here i am well i think marvel oh you we talked about daredevil before we did the podcast yeah i think season one of daredevil actually did very well with vincent d'onofrio oh yeah Definitely. Like as far as villain development, and, and it's that, awesome. That's the thing is is uh, I think Marvel's problem is is they're ver- with with their shows they're getting very good at adapting uh, the villains because they can you know give they they could dedicate a couple episodes to developing that that character. In this, I think they're so focused on juggling all these other characters that the villain just kind of becomes secondary, and I think that really hurt 
you know, Ultron overall, because he's not really that interesting a character. His motivations are kind of shaky. His powers aren't really well-defined for someone who does not understand. Like, I mean, I sat there the whole time going, well, even if I don't know anything about Ultron in the comics, just knowing that he's a robot and he can do all these things and he's using the internet to learn things. Why wouldn't the first thing that he do is go into the internet and like shut down the power grids, like do major, major damage. Like why? Like he's lifting up some city in the middle of nowhere. I understand that. What was the purpose? Well, I, I, th- I mean, it was supposed to be, I guess a swipe at, you know, Quicksilver and Scarlet witch. Cause you know, they're from there and everything, but I just felt, like he could have done so many other things like this was the plot that he went with like it just doesn't seem logical for that type of robot the whole time i'm sitting there watching it and as you see oh we're, we're funneling all the money into this and and he can you even said i can I, he transferred money to ulysses claw in his head now why doesn't he just shut down all of the banking that the avengers have why doesn't he shut down uh, Stark Industries. Stark Industries. Why doesn't he all these technologies that the Avengers have? Why doesn't he just go click off? Now what are you gonna do? Right. So I mean, there was there was that, but I I, I get the purpose of Avengers two was one introduction of the Mindstone and two to give guilt to Tony Stark so that it could set up Civil War. Sure, that's pretty much what it. It, it, it did. Yeah. I mean, for those who, who don't know what Civil War is going to be about, essentially, the, you know, there's a, you know, and uh, as spoiler free as possible, there's, you know, a, a tragic thing that happens that uh, sets sets off. And between that and all of the other things that we've seen in the other films, the attack on New York and, uh, you know, this entire city being dropped from the sky, people are scared and they want you know they they want uh accountability for these heroes they can't just run around and do whatever they're doing and they kind of blame uh the wrong people so you know cap is more of you know i i you know he says in the trailer our safest hands are our own you know i think that this is something that you know we handle well and we we're going to continue to handle and you know uh iron man wants the government and everybody else involved and obviously after everything cap went through with shield he doesn't really trust those kinds of organizations to handle something like this so uh you know you could see both sides of the argument where you know uh, cap is distrustful of of these these uh, of the government and everybody else and you know who isn't nowadays and uh you know iron man is, is more uh on the side of you know i don't, I don't understand why, you know like why you wouldn't want to do this like he's he's just baffled by it you know and he and he, he's very angry with cap so it makes sense why they would butt heads because i mean they do have different personalities to begin with so this is just kind of the big thing that they can disagree on but um it's interesting that they're you know throwing in all these new characters too so you know hopefully they'll be able to balance that a little bit better than they did with uh, with Ultron, because you know, now, just just this week they put out pictures of uh, Baron Zemo, and I was like, I was so disappointed to see a guy in glasses, you know, <laughs> like yet another Marvel villain that's probably going to be in ten minutes of the movie total, maybe twenty, and he's pro- nearsighted. Probably act nothing like the actual version that we're you know uh, come to expect from the comic, and and Baron Zemo like like they did with uh, you know that was another problem with uh, Ultron was. Uh, they had, uh, you know, a secondary villain, and uh, you know, one of one of uh, one of Cap's villains, and they they just made him. He was just a Hydra goon, and he gets like killed off, like pr- pretty much off off screen. You know, there's oh yeah, the, the Baron von Strucker's gone now. He's dead, and uh, I didn't understand why like they threw away a perfectly good villain like that. Like why bother to introduce him, give him a name, give him a part in the movie, and then just be like oh yeah, and he's dead now. 
Yeah. And then they just completely moved on. So I feel like I, I really hope that the same thing doesn't happen in this case where they, they you know, they're obviously, they're bringing back Crossbones, uh, you know, who was uh, Frank Grillo's character in the in the last movie. He gets uh, in, in Winter Soldier, he's, he gets uh, burned up and everything. So now he's going to He's in come. the building when the, the yeah, helicarrier when, hits. Yeah, him. when the helicarrier hits and he's fighting the Falcon at the time. And so he gets burned up and, you know, he becomes crossbones. So he's going to have a major role in, you know, uh, you know, pulling this thing off that starts the whole civil war. And apparently Baron Zemo is one of the people pulling the strings behind that, which makes sense. But we've never heard about him up until this point. There's no hint of who he is or what his history is with Cap or anything else. And we're, we're not, as, as far as I know, and from what I've heard from early reviews, uh, he's not going to wear the mask. He's not going to wear the outfit. He's not going to be remotely like yeah. Baron Zemo in the I've comic. heard it. It's the, what I've heard is a you know, minimalistic appearances, but it's one of those, oh, but we're setting it up for, which I, yeah, down the I, line. Ho- I hope is the case. I'm just, I just look at, you know, we took, we took Thor out, we took Hulk out, yep. but we're going to throw in Ant-Man who, had a as a very impressive standalone yeah, right. <laughs> movie. I went into that going, "What the hell is this thing gonna be?" Right. And Paul Rudd, I'm like, "You got the guy from like role models to play <laughs> a superhero, really?" Very surprising. And it With was his shirt it was off. Good. Yum. It was a very good movie. I really didn't know how to take the movie until it was over, and I went, "That was supposed to be like a joke, right?" <laughs> it was, but then it t- but then to throw in Spider Man now yep. and to throw in Black Panther yep. and all we know of all we know is that Wakanda is a country in the MCU all you know is Wakanda is a country right. you don't know anything about Black Panther or anything along those lines mm-hmm. now I, 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 and I hate to say it but I'm happy that and it goes with the, the comics but I'm happy they took Thor out of this movie Yeah, because Thor in my opinion was the weakest character in in Ultron Thor was the weakest, and Thor when they when when he went off on his like, hey, Vision here's quest? a pre here's a preview for Infinity War yeah. quest, uh, which which served no function no at all. It was clearly like shoehorned in. At it the was. Last I think minute. that was one of those yeah. things with, that Joss Whedon was like, well, Disney he wanted me to put this it. in, yeah. and yeah, which uh, made no sense at all. I, I know you're cringing. I, I thought he was like just going eh because of Disney. I was gonna like. No, I know you're he's cringing a, because Thor is like your thing. Range. No, Thor is not my thing. Loki is my thing. <laughs> well, let me ask. Let me ask you this, right? Okay. So do you? So take Guardians of the Galaxy out yeah. of the mix. Mm-hmm. You like all of them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you know what's coming down the pike with Infinity War. You're getting basically the cosmic villain to come down. Are you going to like tune out because um, it's because there's nothing. I mean, all of it is sci-fi. No, but. no, no, no. I don't. I'm not going to tune out. I, I, I just need to wait and see, watch it, see how I feel about it. Honestly, I don't. I don't judge anything until I see it. So I went into Guardians of Ga- of the Galaxy with like huge hopes that it was going to be wonderful, and 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 it was it was great for what it was, but it was still a space movie to me. So it was. See, and, and I, I think I think that's that's fair because like you know I was overwhelmed. Like I loved it because I love James Gunn and I love the weird movies that he does, and I thought it was so cool that he was adapting this and and doing this this take on it. But I feel the same way you do about that that uh, about Harry Potter. 
Right. You know, like I'm not a huge Harry Potter guy. I was just old enough that I was a little too old to get into the books and not that necessarily have to be a certain age, but like there was a certain age who was just, they grew up on it. Like that right. was their thing. Right. And I was just past that where I was like, eh, Harry Potter, whatever. And I've only seen a couple of the movies and I've only been, eh, they're okay. I've never really been on the edge of my seat at any point, you know, like didn't really, you know, wasn't, wasn't too compelled other than, uh, uh, what's his name? That just uh, passed away recently. Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman oh, when he died, we had a pure, pure genius. Uh, you know the way he portrayed that character. Yes, and, he was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. We had but, a marathon in his honor. You know, uh, other than that, you know, I, I I wasn't really big on them. But you know, that's to each his own. You know, like you're Absolutely. you're you're all gonna find something that speaks to you in a different way. You know. No, and I and I'll agree. I think that the the Thor movies. If you took Loki out or if you wrote Loki differently or if Tom Hiddleston didn't play Loki, those movies were not on their face value that good. Right. The first one was fun. The first one was okay. Cause Dark like, hey, World, it was just like, what happened? Put Christopher Dark, Eccleston yeah. in it and you put him in makeup and then <laughs> doesn't say anything. Dark, yeah. Dark, do anything. Dark World served no purpose at all except to say Infinity Stone. Hey, we need a movie about that. There <laughs> yeah. you go. The, the is that villain, the one where Thanos at the end goes, I'll just do it myself? Or was that the end of Avengers 2? Yeah, that was Avengers 2. Was, yeah. No, because they had introduced the red misty stuff. Yeah. Right. Oh. The opposed credit for Dark World was setting up Guardians. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They were the, the collector. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So uh, when you look, but when you look at uh, the only villain that was good was Loki. And I think that's because they had three movies to build him. Yep. And compared to everybody else, where villain plus, comes plus in, he's a he's great still, actor, and he is. Right, you know, right. Tom Hiddleston does him justice. That is a very he does very good with that. Yeah, and you know, to I I give them credit too because uh, they really went all in with the costuming on that too, like with Beautiful. the giant horns Beautiful. and everything. Well, you know who directed it? Yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, which I, I mean, I I Gilderoy Lockhart. I I appreciate yeah. that they went there because. At, up until this point, like I think, uh, when when these movies started being successful, you know, was back in you know when the original X Men came out, and I think uh, they set a precedent very early, and maybe they didn't even mean to that. Okay, well, certain things are cheesy and certain things aren't. Certain things you can do in live action, certain things you can't. Guys in blue and yellow tights, you can't do. You have to put them in black leather, even though that's also completely impractical. Like the actors themselves couldn't even. There, there was a scene uh, when, when they get to the Statue of Liberty in X Men. Yeah, in the yeah. Fir- the first X Men movie, um, they uh, they get out of the the Blackbird and they have they they hop this little wall to get over to the thing. The actors couldn't physically get over the wall. They couldn't actually pick their legs up enough to step on a like a two foot wall to get over for that scene. That's how impractical those outfits were. But at that point, they had insisted that, well, they, they can't wear those outfits because they have to look black leather. Black leather's cool. You saw The Matrix. Black leather's cool. We have to go with that. And so I think over time, they've been very wary about uh, doing the doing the actual costume, you know, like we have to change it, we have to make it more real world, quote unquote, you know. And Marvel with their cinematic universe, they kind of went all in with the costuming, and I always appreciated that that they were just like, no, Loki has the giant freaking helmet, let's just put him in that, you know. Uh, Thor has the 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 big the 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 big red cape and everything, let's just go for it, you know. He doesn't wear the helmet a lot, but you know, 
Who yeah. cares? We it's, were we were in Disneyland and they actually had Loki's helmet in a display case and I was fangirling so hard over it. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, it's Loki's helmet. Oh my God, there it is. It was, I was causing a little bit of a scene. I would have kissed the glass. I Well, I there, there were people standing in the way and we were going to Asgard. You're never going to see Thor, them again. And, well, n- no, because you're absolutely right because they took that out of Disneyland. Actually, they, t- they were t- changing the Marvel experience over there. In California, you're at Disney? California, yeah. Yeah, because they have uh, the you know before all this this came up the the, the uh, Universal had the the Marvel thing and Did now they? yeah Universal still does Disney World in Florida is not allowed to have Marvel yeah it's so weird of their contracts when yeah. is Marvel going to get everything back <laughs> well you know the, it, it's funny it goes all the way back to. Uh, the '90s when the company was was they only did like the first Punisher they, with like Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> that was yeah. That was uh, I think that was '89. I think that was like '89, '90, so. somewhere around there. The it Dolph was, Lundgren one. Yeah, yeah. It was it was late '80s, early '90s, possibly. But uh, at at that point, Marvel really didn't know how to you know break out into that type of stuff. So they just kind of sold the rights to anybody. And and at that and when when they were broke, I mean, so they're just trying to keep their jobs. Yeah, I mean, the, they, well, they was a bubble that popped in the 90s where you know everybody was buying comics comics were at a great high uh but it, it, it was uh, just like baseball cards you know how like you know everybody bought baseball cards and thought this is an investment and they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in these baseball cards and now you can't give them away you know you look at go go on ebay and you could oh this guy's rookie card or whatever worthless they're they're all really? worthless oh yeah i missed that yeah it completely missed the, the memo because the problem is is in those days uh once something got popular they made a million of it so it was like oh well baseball cards are popular now there's a million baseball cards beanie babies. uh yeah beanie babies that's a <laughs> that's a great example you know everybody thought you know oh this collector's item beanie babies and you again you can't give them away now because there's just so many of them and and you know people lose interest they find the next thing and then that's no longer relevant and you're not going to find anybody who's willing to pay those prices anymore and the same thing happened to comics where you know the the 90s they were just overproducing everything and giving everything foil covers and holographic covers like oh look it's it's uh it's a collector's item if it says collector's item on it it's not a collector's item because you're already <laughs> you're already saying that we're producing this specifically f- to get people to buy it and squirrel it away so if everyone does that well, now there's a million of them. So, of course, it's not a collector's item anymore. It's not rare in any way. Uh, that's what makes something a collector's item. It's rare. It's hard to find. So, uh, the, the bubble popped and Marvel was bankrupt. And so, essentially, anybody who wanted the rights to anything, it was like to keep them afloat, they, they sold them. So, Fox got you know the, these uh, contracts that would never fly today where they essentially said, as long as you keep making the movies, you can have the rights forever. So that's literally why that was they the still contract. Make, it's yeah. I mean, that's that's how broke they were. Uh, you know, this was before they realized like how much money you can make off this stuff. It wasn't until I think Spider Man really became a big franchise, and and those movies really took off that they saw the potential in all the other characters. So I, then Marvel kind of quietly was like, let's maybe start to put together our own thing and do Marvel Studios and go from there. I mean, this was before even the Disney buyout. 
about. You know, Disney has an infinite amount of money to spend on this stuff, but this was years before that. So at that point, they were picking. They they literally picked Iron Man because they're like, you know what? If it fails, it fails. Like we didn't spend a ton of money on this. Uh, we did. You know, they spent a good amount, but I mean, it had nowhere near the budget. And we'll let the fact something like Rudy Avengers. It. Yeah, it, like it, it it really. Well, they they they. I think they they specifically found people that they thought were going to do a good job and do justice and do the character right uh but i think that was the the pitch was like we're gonna do this the way fans would want to see one of these movies you know and 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 they did it right and i think they they uh have been continued to be rewarded for that but you know and then you know disney eventually after how many movies in they're like it's stupid for us not to buy this but now uh you have all these people going back and forth you know look at the fantastic four mess you know like something that Marvel could easily fix and Fox just can't get it right no matter how many times they try it. And I think, I think it's because Fox tries to make the same movie over and over again. Uh, they make action movies with people in tights and call them superhero movies. Uh, they don't make superhero movies. I think that's Fox's main problem is if you watch the movies and you take the whole superhero thing out of it if you pretend they're not x-men just pretend they're something else you'll realize that they're not real they're, they're they're not really those characters they're just essentially like uh you know like any other action movie you know oh we've got this guy with this personality and this guy with this personality we'll put, put them on a team and you know they 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 go off on some adventure to stop some bad guy it's the same plot that you've seen in every action movie ever you know it's just with the x-men i think they're getting better with that now but at this point, the whole thing is so convoluted. I'm wondering when they're going to reboot it. You know, I mean, they kind of did a soft reboot with the whole time change thing that they did a couple years ago with First Class, where they essentially, uh, you know, changed the whole history of stuff. We let Brian Singer handle it. Yeah, well, they they brought him back, and and I think at that point he learned lessons from what Marvel was doing, and and they've adjusted accordingly. So I think the X Men movies have gotten infinitely better. But, uh, you know, at one point we, we got X-Men three. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that was the guy who did rush hour. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So this is the 30th. Yep. From what time to what time? Um, it starts, let me get my little list. I have very specific things that I was told I have to say. You seem, um, you seem very on point, which is good. I am. I am. Um, it starts at noon. Um, so the first movie does, I think the first movie starts at 12.15 is what um, the event said. Do you guys have surround sound there? I don't know if it's surround um, sound. I know that if we put Blu-ray in, it doesn't make much of a difference. <laughs> I've been told that. We we have we have some big... <laughs> Our tech guy's not here to answer those questions. I'm just curious. Um, but it's it's also like half the price that you would probably pay for the same marathon and right. like one of yeah. the chains. It, it's exactly. only it only co- our ticket prices are only twenty five dollars. I'm sure if you went and when when Avengers when Ultron came out, they had at some theaters all throughout the country every single Marvel movie that was going on up until Ultron came out. And that had that had to be some ridiculous amount of money to get a ticket for that. So this is twenty five dollars and it gets you all four films plus it gets you all the activities that we have littered throughout the day to keep you going plus we have you know dinners on dinner will not it's not included but there will be uh the what the fork truck is going is going to be there there'll be a cash bar open uh for this throughout the day oh yeah heck yeah oh yeah do you have bouncers too 
We will have security. We'll have security. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 So the first Avenger, Captain America, the first Avenger goes on a yes. 1215. Yes. And then activity? Do you have the yes. activities pulled up? I, I know them off the top. I kind of remember some of them, but I don't remember them all off the top of my there head. There was let, let me find the, the the actual time schedule because I have it in like three different places. The one thing that Tom didn't mention is that that $25 also includes your ticket to see Civil War at Movies 14 in Wilkesbury. Really? Yes. Yes, and that wow. that is that ticket will will go to you before it goes on sale to the public. So you will have primo ticket. You will have the first crack at getting tickets to see it. So this is like the ultimate presale ticket. It is. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. Okay, so I have the time schedule. So the doors open at noon. Um, Captain America First Avenger happens at 1215. Um, We have a contest break at 230. At 245, Avengers will begin. Um, Then we have a contest slash dinner break with the What the Fork truck at 530. Captain America Winter Soldiers at 6, contest break at 8.15. And everyone goes home at 8.15. Because <laughs> Age of Ultron sucked. Um, and 8.45 is Avengers Age of Ultron. Um, it says 10 p.m. the exhibits close and 11.30 the movie will end and the event will wrap up. So this it's like a 12 hour day. It is an all day thing, you know, and I believe some of the con the contests you're talking about are, are costume, mm-hmm. costume yep. contests, Co- costume contests. So it's, it's dressed as your favorite Avenger. I believe we were or, doing. Yep. Or, or any, any superhero, superhero yep. for, for that, preferably a Marvel one. Yeah. Uh, for, for, so for I can show up as swamp thing. I mean, you can. I don't technically know that you'll DC character, but win yeah, I no, guess I just said so. I could. Yeah, you could. You yes. could. Yeah. You, you won't win, but yeah. you know, you well, could. what if I come in like literally covered head to toe in like lettuce? If 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 you really did as, that, you might you might have a chance. As long as you like bring something to cover the seat with. No, I'll let people. <laughs> I'll give. I'll give people plastic utensils and forks. They're gonna eat and then like, like some salad? vinaigrette. Yeah. <laughs> you think that'd be weird? I think it's just yeah. really weird. Yeah, I though. think that's pretty weird. I'd be like, enjoy it, and I'll just sit yeah. here. Arms crossed. Just lettuce? Like, what kind of lettuce, though? Like a spring mix. Okay. You know, it's going to get like really iceberg. moldy on the seats. Yeah. It's not, it, well, yeah. I think he's saying that they're going to eat him before he sits. <laughs> I really didn't think it out when I said it. No. Well, I didn't, I didn't play the chess game just, of what it, that it, would be. It gets, it gets weirder and grosser the more you think about it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. if you have like some Robusto or maybe some Zesty, no. I think it'll be good for a moment. <laughs> we'll get a dunk tank and we'll dunk you in it. And we'll you know you should have like the dressing. little the little sprinklers that they have at the the yeah but like then the it'll produce get on the carpet. <laughs> no, I'll stand on like a tarp or something. We'll just well, you're just it. adding costs. Do you to have this a too. tarp? Yeah, like, yeah. Just, I'll pay for all of it. All right. I'm not going right, to do it. You want to pay for all? In of my it, mind, more than in my mind, show I've up. already done it, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Right. It was amazing. <laughs> it was a wonderful experience for everyone, including me. But yes, so the thirtieth tickets are twenty five bucks. What if somebody just wants to come see a movie? Um, it's it's a general price, it's, yeah, no matter flat what, twenty five dollars, no matter how long you stay. Yep. But you know the the it's money a good deal. Is, half of it's not even going. Half of it's for your ticket for Civil War. Exactly. Yeah. Then the money is going towards helping the the the, the theater. You yes. know? So yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's, that's the big the biggest thing is we we for the longest time have relied on musicals to help drive drive us through, and now we need to start looking at okay. We need other things to help us. We're recognizing a lot of faults in the building and we want to try and get those fixed. Uh, namely like masonry, electric, sound systems, the roof, uh, the heat. is on fire. 
I don't it, know. It, it, it honestly could be. We, we, we don't need no water. <laughs> we don't know. We, we want people to come to our building, not to like, yeah. be afraid of it. So, so it's, it's things like this. Plus, it's a way of reaching out and getting people to come and see the space who maybe otherwise would not have come and seen it. Maybe you're not a theater person, but you like these movies and you want to come and see the movies. It gets you in the space and then it gets you more interested. And in, hey, this isn't I didn't even know this was here because it doesn't look like much from the outside. But on the inside, it's just really nice space. I, w- I like might want to go back and see. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have all we're going to have the costume contest as a part of it. We have what the fork. We have the cash bar. It's going to be there. Uh, there's going to be a couple vendors, I believe, that it might be there. Um, I think I, I don't have a list of that yeah, i don't but, have that um, off the top of my head we do have some sponsors um it's sponsored by tactical advantage um wilkesbury movies 14 the game chateau and dog consulting so oh. so wait, what was the first one uh tactical advantage what is that it's um i believe it's it's a it's a it's a game store yeah it's a right game store, it's in, yeah. Oh, okay edwardsville or was, sawyersville somewhere in there i thought it was like a, like gun, a gun manufacturer gun no 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 here, here, kids, free guns. Free guns for everyone. Like I said, Alabama. Um, well, that's exciting. But yeah, I, I think it's going to be a really a really fun day. It's going to get people excited about... Are you sticking around all day? Oh, yeah. Oh, what, what else am I going to do? Sit at home? You know? Yeah. I think it's one of those things, too, where, uh, you know, if you've ever gone to a midnight showing uh, uh, of a, one of these movies, uh, you know, it's always crazy. There's always this buzz in the air, this energy, you know, it just makes the whole experience so much more fun when you're watching it with people who are so passionate exactly. about it. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, I, I, th- I think having a whole day of that is just is like that times 10, you know, right, you're, right. You're, you're you're spending the whole day with people. So you're going to you know, you're going to meet uh, people who are into the same stuff you are. Exactly. And, you know, hopefully people come dressed up i'm trying to figure out if i'm gonna do my normal black widow or if i'm gonna that's true she she has could you be she's a dynamite black widow costume well, i was thinking about nice. making just in honor of the whole captain america thing and i know that she's in in a lot of those movies but um making just one of the uso captain america girls because they're cute like the <laughs> one what about, what about what's, her, what's agent carter no yes. i'm not i don't want to be her no no she's a brunette i'm a redhead <laughs> so it matters it matters Oh, oh yeah! Don't don't talk about the hair. It matters. No, it's a ginger. Really? It's a thing. Yeah, my costumes all have to be centered around my hair. Mm. Wait, can't you be? Uh, what's your that girl? Jean Scarlet Grey? Witch. <laughs> and isn't her hair not really? She's more of a brunette. She's yeah. more of a brunette. She wore a red leather jacket. Yeah, Maybe I thought you were going like Jean Grey. I'm like, oh, well, you know, she, cause she's you the know, only other big red. I don't look at hair go. color. Wow, you're just <laughs> that. That says a lot about you. Sir. I look at somebody, I don't see hair color. Yeah, I just don't see. It. <laughs> My eyes don't see hair color. I just see everyone equal. <laughs> that's just where I live, and that's okay. Yes, that's very okay. You know, because like you and my buddy yeah. in L.A. I mean, your sex solar panel you got on top. Right. I don't see it. Hmm. I appreciate it's, pre- it's just, I, To I, me, you look like George Hamilton. As as a middle-aged ball guy, I appreciate that. <laughs> Are we middle-aged now? This yeah. sucks. <laughs> this sucks. I'm still dressing like I'm homeless. <laughs> I haven't grown up yet at all. I'm I'm still dressing like I. Uh, you're like still a in. Kid. You're still in sixth grade. Yeah, yeah. I'm still wearing superhero shirts. So whatever. We have to get you a backpack that you wear both sides. <laughs> Actually, uh, they have one that's shaped like the cap shield. Like you know, how he wears it with yes. the, the Is that straps. Is that Amazon? Yeah. Is it expensive? No. All right, I'll get you one. Okay. 
Because I, I, I would, I would wear, I would wear the shit out of that. I think would they you have really? it on Think yeah. Geek too. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Think Geek What's has Think it as well. Geek. Thinkgeek.com. Yeah, it's a great free website. plug for them. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> they, they I'll have. I'll beep lo- it. <laughs> yeah, they have actually lots of really cool Star Wars stuff you would like. So you, sh- you should check really? that site out. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I got to ask you one quick question. I know you're not a fan of sci-fi. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of sci-fi. Okay. I'm trying to turn you. I'm trying to bring you it's over. It's not going to happen. Did you see The Martian? No. Okay. You should watch that. Is that like an actual sci-fi or is that like a like? There's a lot of science. Okay. Yeah, it's okay much more science? grounded. I, I love science. If <coughs> I didn't major in theater, I was going to major probably in astrophysics. Oh, then you'd love The Martian. Okay. So so like that I can handle. But when there's like wars and lasers and stuff happening in space, that's when I kind of go. Ee. Like are you upset because it like, like reminds you of like Buck Rogers or like some of those old cheesy like 50s things or like I'm just trying to because I think science fiction is like one of those things where yeah. like it can encompass everything. No. Like as far as drama or no. comedy I, or action. Honestly, or... I've tried to like that. I, I've tried to like them, but I just can't. I think Yoda's cool. He's the man. He's, I'm he's, not talking specifically like Star I know, Wars. I know, but just in general. I mean, I just. Do you ever see your Netflix people? Yeah. You ever see a movie called Timer? No. It's like this romantic comedy, but the only thing is, is like everyone has a, a countdown clock That's in their awful. arm. No, no, no! But it's like it's until they die. No, 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 no! no. Oh. There's a countdown clock, and as long as somebody else got the implant, it's the day till you meet your soulmate. That's cute. That's science fiction. No, but that's not space science fiction. Oh, so you have I, a, so you don't like it, space? It's the space science fiction thing that I have an issue with. If it's so, like, if you see stars, you're out. No, well, if it's real space things happening, I'm cool with that. Like but contact? Did you like contact? I didn't see contact. I don't watch a lot of movies. You should watch Battlestar Galactica. No. It's on Hulu. Mm-mm. She did she didn't like Firefly. I'll no. say that. You didn't like Firefly. It was me. Well, I didn't like I didn't like I wasn't really I like Serenity better than Firefly. I mean, I'm not gonna like, say Firefly was like the greatest show ever. It was okay. But then again, we watched Interstellar. Yeah, I loved Interstellar. She loved Interstellar and I sat there. I'm like That was cool. I felt like You I, loved Interstellar? I loved it. But they were in space. Which is okay because they were actually in space. Are they you? weren't. They weren't like space people having wars with lights, like with swords made of light that cut your hand off in like one grade. Or or cheese. Well, could slice cheese. Well, it could slice cheese. Yeah, mm-hmm. theoretically. But do they have cheese in space? I don't know. That's do a great have, question. Like, don't you? Need I don't know cow? if the Star I thought Wars the moon was made out of cheese. Do you need? But don't you need like a cow to have cheese? And I don't think I've seen space cows. Well, they have goat cheese. Do you, have you seen? Oh, space goats are a thing, aren't they? I don't know. <laughs> do are they are now? <laughs> do back cheese. Did they make two-pack cheese? I don't know. I want to see space goat cheese. I, I, have, I, have I want to see somebody have a line in a movie where like, what are you eating? Space goat cheese. I think that'd be hysterical. I, I have yet to see cheese addressed in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, they I need see. to address it. Yeah, I'm not a believer until I see cheese. They also haven't addressed paninis either, but... Hmm. So, do you have Hulu? Yes, we have Hulu. Okay. Make a deal with me. It's just a 15-minute 15 se- 15 commitment. That's all it is. So much time. You'll fall 15, asleep within the first two minutes. minutes. Don't worry about it. Watch. It's on It's on Hulu now. Battlestar Galactica. I'm telling you, it's my favorite thing I've ever seen. And the person who turned me on to it was one of Spike Lee's producers. Was like a guy who's like, you should watch Battlestar Galactica. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a genre of stuff that you would like. And he turned me on to it. It's the best writing, best directing, everything. Best, best performances. 
Watch the first 15 minutes of the first miniseries of Battlestar Galactica, not the 1970s one, the new one. Give it 15 minutes. Everybody I talk to who hates science fiction is like, okay, I hate science fiction. I want, okay. I'm like, give it 15 minutes. So I, my buddy, I gave him 15 minutes. Three hours later, he goes, what, what happens next? <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, it's not just like space sci-fi. It's like epic fantasy. Like I can't do either like Lord of the Rings. Not into No, no, no. It's not this. No, no. This I, is... I, I, I'm just saying I'm not just biased against. Like, I'm, I'm not that. a big Lord of the Rings guy either. It's just, I, I, I'm with you on that. And everybody's completely surprised when I say that. They're like, who are you anymore? I'm like. <laughs> I mean, but that's like, there's, that's like. Like Star Wars, like there's, it's. I feel, sure. I feel like it, you do have to find something that means something resonates to you in that universe that. for you. Exactly, you know, like like you know, super superheroes were such an easy thing as a nerdy kid growing up. You know, it was picked on. You see a kid, you know, you see a character like Spider Man. It's so easy to identify with someone like that, or see a character like Wolverine and be like, oh, I wish I was tough and you know like him and you know that kind of thing. It's so easy to, to to fall into that stuff, but yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, you know, I, I mean, like, like I said, if I grew up with Harry Potter, I think it'd be different. You know, what's your biggest nerd thing? My biggest. Nerd yeah. If thing? you could throw like a nerd thing where it's like, this is where I nerd out. This is where I, this is where I, I classify under myself under geek. This one thing that I do, I will put in there. Um, like well, for some people, it's like cosplay for other people. It's like Star Wars or Marvel. Like, do you have a thing? Um, probably it would be. Either I'm I'm a huge 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 Harry Potter person, but I also love like classic n- Nintendo video games like the Mega Man's and things like that. She that's right, pretty cool. She got her geek cred back. <laughs> are, you, are you excited about Fantastic Beasts? Yes. Okay. That's a thing. Yeah. That's so. And the new book that's coming out. It's actually the play mm. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Oh, I, I read about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 That's coming out in July, I think. Right? July. Yeah. Are you gonna read it? That's awesome. Uh, like the night it comes out, we okay. A, a midnight when, reading. When no, but, <laughs> no, but everybody is just sitting there like, hey, did you get to this part yet? He's making a joke, but when all of the Harry Potters came out, like yeah, I went really to the that. midnight release at Barnes and Noble, and we went back and we started reading as soon as we got home. Wait, how do you know when to stop? When you fall asleep. <laughs> I mean, but like with a, with a movie, it's like, all right, I got like an hour left. I know that this will, this will reach its culmination. Like yeah. when, you, when you have a book. Okay. So what I always do is I, I put my hand on where the chapter ends and I go, I'm going to finish this chapter. And then I get to the end of the chapter and something happens and I go, crap, I can't, I can't, I can't. And I start the next <laughs> That's one. That's Battlestar Galactica. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- I'm swear. I swear to God, we'll, I will we'll never lead it. you astray. We'll, tr- um, we'll try it. I'm just trying to get more fans. He needs... He needs the money. It's, you, it's, you're, it's, you're preaching the, a good word. It's the Batman versus Superman. No, it's not. Thing. No. We're just trying to get more fans so that it can continue. No, <laughs> I want them to make, I want them to bring, Battlestar Galactica was one of the most important moments of my life, falling into that. <laughs> I just want everyone else to experience the joy <laughs> that I had. It was like the best parts of like religion and politics and relationships and struggle and oh, it was so good. Oh. And they're castaways. <laughs> if no, we're talking about We don't geek- have a home. If we were talking about Geek Cred before, when we were talking about Loki, I was about to compare him to, you know, if he were a D&D character, what I love about him is he would be like chaotic neutral because Loki mm, does what's good dude. for chaotic Loki. Nice. So. She's back. We're good. We're good. <laughs> Did she get cred back with you? Oh, she. I, I'm a bigger she, nerd than him. He's He's got me with like the details of like. Everything the nuance. that happens. I, I, I'm that guy that's like that I, I'd watch a movie and say now 
well, I'll, I'll watch Civil War and say, oh, oh, now wait a minute. Back in back in First Avenger, he said this, and this is the culmination world. of that. And yeah, yeah like I'm, I'm that guy that that's looking forward to. Uh, and, and it's not a spoiler because we've seen it in the previews. That scene where where Cap and Iron Man are fighting and he just beating the hell out of him with his shield. Like the line in my head from the first Avenger movie of, you know, Rogers, the best thing of you, you know, came out of a bottle. Oh, really? Well, go put the suit on. Let's do a couple of rounds. That finally is happening. Right. right? And that's going to be rolling through. When I, as soon as I saw that, that, that line popped right in my head. So I'm that kind of And I'm the nerdy. kind of nerd that, you know, rolls the D20 and plays Magic the Gathering and... I mean, it's 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 bad because all of my students know when I do a lecture, my lectures are all Avengers Marvel characters. That's it. It's not like, oh, a random patient walks in. No, it's like Tony Stark comes in complaining of, you know, getting his ass handed to him by Captain America, because let's face it, that might happen. Uh, complaining of this problem. He's a chronic alcoholic, so he has this going. So they all know <laughs> all my test questions are Simpsons characters and Avengers. <laughs> Isn't chronic alcoholic an oxymoron? <laughs> Technically, yes. Womp. But a cha. All right, you got that. And one. he's back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I waited two hours for that mic drop. <laughs> All right, so, so. Uh, April thirtieth. Yes, April thirtieth. Doors at twelve. At noon. Twelve fifteen's the the first Avenger. First Avenger. Directed by Joe Dante, who I believe also did Gremlins. I'm just saying. Yeah. He did true. Rocketeer and Gremlins and mm-hmm. I think he did the Wolfman. <sighs> Unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which looks like Benicio yeah, they Del Toro all, they every day. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he's the collector. Yeah. I don't know why I do. He's in the new Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I just I just Benicio everything. <laughs> I don't know why that's his voice. I, I, I don't know. awesome. All right. So is that it? That's that's it. I think we want to mention where you could get your tickets for this event. On the internet? Yes, on the internet. The the interwebs? What is the Earl? The the (laughs) Earl is marvelwb.eventbrite, and that's spelled E-V-E-N-T-B-R-I-T-E. Why would they do that? Dot com, just to drive people crazy like me. We'll we'll, uh, we'll have the links up and stuff on the site as well. Oh, that's... Wait, you, so you had to go through them? Yeah, that's who we had to go so through. So you guys can't sell tickets. They have to. Well, it's... Well, I mean, it's no, it's, it's, our, it's our event. It's, it's our just, event. No, no, what yeah. I'm saying is, the but, but the, the URL is... Mm-hmm. That's where that's through, where you Funneled through them. Yeah, Because yes. you got to get your tickets for Civil War. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing. I know, mm-hmm. I know. All right. All right, we... Do you want... What, what are we doing? Are we doing the last word? Do we have time? Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of it's kind of get long. I think we can save it for next week. Okay, that does. By the way, it's not three hours. No, no I know. Okay, <laughs> it's just time code. But yeah, yeah, no, we want to keep it within a reasonable amount of time, and you know, I'll, I'll go off on another Marvel tirade if I don't. Uh, we don't. No. End, we don't end it here. No, so. we have to shut you down. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> who's the bat? Wait, who's the big crazy robot from Thor? The big crazy robot. Yeah, the one that shoots like fire out of his face. Oh, oh, the destroyer. The, yeah. Yeah. You're like that. You just, there's, there's, it <laughs> just can't stop you. Right. Right. You know? All right. <laughs> Are you glad I'm back? Yeah, I am. Okay, good. Okay. Now we got to get Lauren. Yep. Okay. Thank you so much. You guys have been awesome. Thank I hope you, you had a good time. Thank you guys for having yes, us. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, we had a good time with this. Time. Okay. I didn't seem like a maniac.
No, well, just we like maniacs, so you're the good okay. kind of crazy, right? Yeah, I mean, they work with theater people all day. They are theater people. Come on, yeah. That's oh boy, <laughs> bless your hearts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you.